Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. Today, we have a good friend of mine all the way from Texas named Nate Hill. We dive into a lot and we discuss some of the recent controversies on social media. We go through what we all consider to be an elite, advanced, intermediate powerlifter, state of the world of powerlifting, and a whole lot more. This is a very fun episode, probably the longest one we've done in in years, so I hope you guys enjoy it. And as always, please check out Hybrid Strength Coach, and at checkout, you can sign up for free week on the app. Don't miss it. Sit back, relax, enjoy. This is a a very, very, very fun and very special episode. Before we get into the episode, just want to give a quick shout out to Whitmer Rejuvenation Clinic. They are a sponsor of ours and we took them on because we talk a lot about testosterone, hormone replacement therapy, PED use, all that stuff. And because of that, you know, while we have opinions on that, we are not professionals in that space. If you have questions about whether you're a good candidate for that or not, these are the people that can help you with that. And Marcus, I know that you have been a customer of theirs for, you know, quite some time. So maybe you can speak to that a little bit. Yeah, I I was going through the same thought process years ago and I had a lot of questions about, you know, the, the state of my blood work, uh, my testosterone levels. And as a performance athlete, it was always a question that I had in the back of my mind. Guys, please don't go to your local gym bro or guy on Instagram to get these questions answered for you. Women Rejuvenation Clinic provides solid medical advice. They read your blood work. They go through the results with you and they give you actionable and realistic steps for dealing with potential medical problems and not bullshit. This is for actual medical advice. So please, you know, if you have questions on this stuff, let them take your blood panels and give them a chance, give them a consult. And I promise you, they'll, they'll treat you right. I know they've done that for me over the years and I can only speak positively about my experience and the type of advice they've given me. Check them out in the show notes. They provide comprehensive assessments over telehealth now onto the show. I was telling my neighbors about what happened to you at the Grove and like all, so this is- Wait, a, what happened to me? This is a great story. Hayden here, bought a house in the Grove. Beautiful home. I mean, amazing house and like sick part of the Grove. Like Coconut Grove is a really nice neighborhood, very upscale. Hayden bought a Porsche and uh, some entrepreneurial young gentlemen took it upon themselves <laughs> to uh, liberate the wheels and tires from his Porsche once and not just once, but twice and left it on blocks like some shit you would see in a cartoon like in your front, in your driveway. Yeah. Well, so I moved into the neighborhood and, uh, you know, this was like, you know, my dream home. I'm super pumped on the place, was living there a few months and but I'd walk my dogs around the neighborhood and like everybody had walls and gates and you know i was like man people are so anti-social in this neighborhood you know? <laughs> i grew up in canada where it's like yeah. you know people, people leave their doors unlocked and stuff and these people like you know looks like their houses look like embassies <laughs> so i'm like weird uh didn't think anything of it super naive just going about my day and when i, I first moved in we ended up uh, expanding the driveway so it could fit multiple cars side by side. But originally, it was just one uh, one car could fit and one could fit behind it. And uh, so it was really annoying if one person had to leave, you'd have to pull out the car. So I would, we had like a gravel area outside of the front of the house. So you'd, I'd park one car there so anyone could leave at any time yeah. kind of thing. It wasn't in the way. 
and then one day uh i come out you know i'm like having my coffee <laughs> look out my front <laughs> my front thing <laughs> and because the whole like front of the house was is glass and i look out and i'm just like what the hell? <laughs> like, cars just sitting there, no wheels. <laughs> I go down to sitting up on blocks. I'm like, what the hell? I call the cops. You know, I do I go through the whole thing. And, you know, that's a, for me at least, that's a pretty crazy thing to happen. So yeah. I'm like, this is a once in a lifetime thing. But I was careful, right? So I was like, you know what? What I'm going to do now is I'm going to pull my, what, the that one car because they told me uh, after the fact that that this car that I have, it's a uh, Porsche 911 Turbo S. The the tires that and the the rims and stuff that are on it, they'll they'll take those and then they'll sell them for like you know a fraction of the cost. But they know they're in high demand, so they'll just you know they know they'll get rid of them real quick. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna park that car really tight into the carport, right up by the the kitchen under camera surveillance and we'll park, park the other car behind it so uh you know months couple months go by a few months go by and i'm <clears throat> my girlfriend's mom is staying with us and i'm i i wake up i look at my phone and uh she she speaks spanish as a her first language so i get a text that just says the red car is missing the four wheels. <laughs> and I'm like, what? The, what does that even mean? Like, I'm in, in like a little bit of a haze. Yeah. I go down and it's like, it's right there. Like, the whole <laughs> thing is on camera. You can, I literally back up the cameras and there's just dudes coming in and removing <laughs> my tires. There's, they sp they're spraying, they spray the tires, uh, the bolts because they're like the you know, tire anti lock, like a protection yeah. security. Oh, right, they right. spray them and just smash them like they do with like <laughs> nitrogen right. and just smash them, take them off. And then this time they weren't so kind as to leave it on uh, four blocks. They only left it on two. So it tilted and messed up the discs oh for the brakes as well. So then I was like, oh, I get why. Yeah, people in Miami have like walls and Miami's a really gates, weird place. So like, even up. if you're living in a really nice, like, unless you're living in the nicest neighborhoods in my, and I'm talking twenty to fifty million dollar homes, like, yeah. or on the beach, because it's probably not going to happen as often on the beach. But like, both my wife and I have had our cars broken into. Everybody in the neighborhood has at some point. Like, I saw my neighbor show me a security camera footage from like one p.m. like two weeks ago of a guy trying to get into their car broad daylight while they're outside like coming up and checking their doors like while he's out there and he's, not, he's on the video he's just like going after him like yo what the fuck what the fuck are you you know you are you insane you're trying to break into my car in the middle of the day literally while he's no more than 10 feet away yeah yeah the neighborhoods Pretty here brazen. change very quickly yeah i mean it's you you can see it even here you're in oh, Winwood. Winwood's yeah. super nice and trendy. You walk across whatever. What's that one street? Twentieth, yeah. Twentieth, and then you're in Overtown, and that's a different ball game. There's roosters running around. People drinking forties on their porches. There's, you know, I mean, to be hundred thousand dollar cars in <laughs> in the driveways yeah. of hundred thousand dollar houses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I mean, there's odd feathered birds in every neighborhood here. Yeah. You haven't seen this yet, but like where the Grove, where he used to live, and where I live now, like Peacock Central. 
Oh, yeah. oh, actual feather bed. Oh. I thought you were using oh, it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like literally. Okay. No, it's not a metaphor. It's just <laughs> a collection of avian persuasion here. Yeah. I like the peacocks. They never, they never messed with my cars. Have you seen the size house. of their shit? No. Huge. No. Like I mean, dog size shits. I like them. They're they're super colorful <laughs> yeah, and cool looking. You know. Until you hear them, until they shit on your porch. You know how many times I've come out of my front porch and there's like a peacock convention. And there's shit everywhere. Dude, how, they do, the, how do the dogs like them? Oh, uh, Luke got one recently. His oh, dog, really? Yeah, his dog called. You'll meet Luke, but. Uh, yeah. So for years, and I'm telling you, from the day we moved into this house, we're like in the the heart and center of Peacockville. And wait, Alport he Town. hasn't met Luke. No, no. For, for reference, Luke is like I'll show you. Big like schnauzer, a, right? but he's like a it's, it's like a hellhound, but like get who got dressed up to go to like a fancy dinner. <laughs> <laughs> like he he's got he's got this really sophisticated mustache. Yeah, man, <laughs> like it's a beautiful dog. But he's that's a he's oh, standing yeah, over yeah, me like a like a how, like a, how much do you weigh? He's like a hundred pounds. Oh, but shit. like the, it's the a big dog, in, it's yeah. a really big dog. Yeah, he's very big. But their entire uh, purpose in life is protection and guarding things. So like we've had the peacocks roaming around the backyard for three years now. Yeah, and they've tr they've gone both him and Tim, the little guy. They've gone after them every time they come in, and then like Dude, a couple weeks Tim ago, too, if you got Dude, <laughs> I Luke just. Like my wife was out there, so Catherine's on the back porch, and um, there's a peacock like twenty feet into the backyard, and then the two dogs are there. They don't even know he's there. And Catherine, like, she's taking, she took out the phone, took a video. She's like, "Hey, fucking idiots! Look, your 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 arch nemesis is over there!" And like they went after him, and Luke caught it by the tail. Like they've got like tail that long, right. and he got it ripped out like 30 or 40 of the long super long yeah. feathers and like the peacock got away immediately and then he was just standing there with this like bundle of peacock feathers like <laughs> did i do good yeah he's like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. he's like he knows to get it he doesn't know what to do with it once he gets it so side note porsche 11 turbo s zero to 60 in 2.4 it's yeah 2.0 three or 2.4 it's something while on blocks or <laughs> off blocks it, it's very slow on blocks <laughs> this yeah, is yeah. wild though huh yeah i've never that thing rips yeah it's like a rocket ship yeah that's it's, cool yeah it's fun it's fun it can't do that trouble. very many places here though uh, unless yeah. you're driving no. up to potentially no lakeland like, or uh no here, no no that's the worst place to do it the best place to do it <laughs> is around the city because in miami yeah. proper yeah. The cops have way too much to deal with. Uh, yeah. They're not concerned about speeding, yeah. really. Like, you really have to be. I mean, no offense to the Porsche, dangerous. but there's like a million other cars that also <laughs> go zero to 60 in 2.3 seconds. This is the se second fastest street legal car on the road. I'm not knocking the Porsche. I'm just saying there's a, <laughs> a lot of dudes and Lambos out there that are yeah, ripping around the city at all times. Yeah, well, and, and that's also a big part of tourism here too oh, right? yeah. so it's like people come down here they rent fast cars and they yeah. you know so they're like not really on that yeah but if you're doing a northern yeah, don't trip, do it near gainesville florida specifically yeah i got i got a bad ticket there that was almost well almost well i, I got the ticket it was a thousand dollars three points on the license mandatory driving school uh and the guy was like uh i i could impound your car Wow. And I was like, honestly, I'm just, I'm so supposed to be at my buddy's house for dinner. 
<laughs> and I'm running late. And he was like, you know what? Whatever. It's, it, you know, I get it. I, you know, I get it in the car. I, I would do it too. <laughs> he said, he's like, I would do it too. But, uh, you know, I, I got to give you this ticket. And he, he was... That's probably as cool. That was the end of it. He he actually at at the beginning of it was not so kind. Rip pulled me out of the car and everything. Yeah, it was a whole thing. But I hired Ticket Clinic, and I paid them two hundred bucks, and they had everything thrown out. Oh, awesome! So definitely, if you get a speeding ticket, you're in Florida. I don't know if they're in other states as well, but for sure. In the great state of Texas, do you even have speed limits? Dude, we do. It gets up to eighty-five in Austin. It's pretty it's good. Pretty nice. And then eighty-five. You get, That's yeah, pretty good. you're like seven or eight over that. You're really going. And uh, and I have a radar detector too. So in the pickup truck. But yeah. they have. Don't they have radar <laughs> detector detectors? Uh, I don't. I don't know. So it's legal to have them. But if you get pulled over with one, it's just like they'll definitely give you a ticket. So whenever oh. I have gotten pulled over, I just like rip it off the dash and throw it in the floorboard, and then. That's so yeah, different. In, uh, you get a huge fine, and they confiscate it in Canada. If you oh, really? One. Really? Yeah. Dang. Yeah. That's not cool. I know. It's like, come on. Let us just like let's love let's, bo- let's both. You know, we're playing a game. Let's here. both arm yeah, up. Exactly. And I mean, I I think to some extent the speeding ticket is the the tax for driving fast. Oh. Uh, so I'm just like, hey man, I as the, long as it's not points though, because then that actually. So I don't even you. know about points. I don't. I don't know what that. That's like if you get a certain amount, they cancel your license. Oh, okay. so like your insurance uh, could go up, and then oh like, right, okay. You know. But it's like, what is it? How many do you have? That's like over ten, George. How many? How many points can we get? It's different from place to place. I think in in Toronto, in Ontario, you have nine. I could be wrong, but I don't think I've uh, ever gotten any. I got one ticket like that when I was young, and they like forced me to go to court over it, and then they let me go because I was like. I didn't pull over. There was like a like a highway patrol guy pulling somebody over, and then like like you didn't move over to the. <laughs> I didn't move over. I didn't. I like waved at the cop on the side of the road right next to me, and then they like immediately got in his car, real pissed off. Oh, you thought me. you were being uh, condescending uh, or something? Yeah. yeah. Were you? No, I I just I didn't know there was a law against it. I was like eighteen. Uh, I was like eighteen. You know, like I didn't know what I was doing. So I was an idiot. Per per the time. Period. Twelve points. Oh, shit, oh. you can get up to twenty four. Within, within three years. Months, yeah. Within thirty six months. Oh, no, no, that's if you get 24. That's a misconception. Most places on the Autobahn have speed limits. Only in the very rural parts of Germany did they not have speed limits. Dude, I had a, I had a, (laughs) or not, I didn't. My dad went to uh, Germany for a retreat, Uh, not a retreat, sorry, a conference. And um, his firm rented them a bunch of like, you know, GT two RS is like bunch of Porsches and, and for them to go on like an Autobahn experience. And one guy had never driven, you know, a supercar before, which is totally normal, but just went and tried to rip it. And he just off the on ramp, totally lost control. Oh, guy totaled the car completely. <laughs> oh. And, uh, also ended up in the hospital for like months in Germany. No way. <laughs> yeah. So he ended up like, I think what my dad said was it was like close to a million dollar bill at the end of it. This guy just had to end up paying because wow. he trashed, he completely totaled a half million dollar plus car. Yeah. And then also was in 
of German hospital for months I'll tell you as an American, as a Canadian. You will never look at driving in the U.S. the same way after driving in Europe for even a couple days or weeks. Like, why do you think that? They're just. I've only so... driven in Portugal. Dude, I think I, that's the only European. Almost every time I go, I fly into this airport in Munich, and I rent a car from there. You leave, and it's just like everyone, everyone knows the rules. Every single person, like they obey on, them. They obey them. If somebody's Ooh, going 120 nice. miles an hour, they move. They move over. Someone moves over. Mm, yeah. It doesn't matter. This um, the American mentality on driving is so ridiculously bad, dude. I hate. This is my biggest pet peeve. You're going faster than the speed limit. Somebody's in the passing lane. They're like, I'm going the speed limit, though, right. so I'm, I'm fine. Entitled. And then you're just, like, especially not, if, you, if you're doing like a long road trip and you're just cruise controlling at a little bit over the speed limit and you yeah. have to keep either slowing down <sighs> it's or dangerous passing too. in the non-passing yeah. lane. It's like you're so the one dangerous. causing potential right. problems or a potential accident. But they don't accident. think that. Yeah, because on the Autobahn, you're you're you can't pass in the right lane right no. but everyone gets over so you would it's never cool. it, most places it's like most arts like in the big cities you'll have like four or five maybe three to four lanes like i know in munich most places on the autobahn around the city you'll have like three or four lanes and they're speed restricted you don't get unrestricted until you get pretty far outside the city like i've only driven in the south part but there's some there, places. There is a place where there's no speed limit, though. There's a lot, but they're they're very far outside the city. Like mm. if you're within like the suburbs of any major Germans, like you're not going unrestricted there. But once you're outside of it, like long stretches, like then, like those big signs, and it just shows like three white like lines. I think every model of car should have its own speed limit. Well, they do. No, like well, well restrictions, but yeah. you're, you're saying <laughs> yeah, like you know what I mean. Limit. Like yeah. if your car can handle, if it's built to handle going very fast, you should be able to go very or fast. Tiered licenses that certify you to go and lanes f that are only for those licenses. Ooh, good it one. would never work here though, because the American mentality is like I I'm should be able to have right. right. But you know what? Honestly, you Americans are much uh, more friendly on the road than Canadians, if you can believe it. Because really? the, what we're talking about right now, like people sitting in the passing lane, just going the speed limit or going under the speed mm -hmm. limit and not being willing to move. It's, it's such a difference. Like you can, like I've done this a million times driving across the U S Canada border to and from, and the difference just from one side of the border to the other is unbelievable. Huh. Like you, hmm. People will, most people will move over if they see someone coming fast behind them in the US, from my experience. And in Canada, it is like, people want to make a point Yeah. in Canada. I guess down like, here, you get a bad perspective on things. Because, I mean, Miami, there's nowhere on this entire, in this entire country that there's worse drivers. Yeah. Can't be. There can't be. And if there is, like. God bless them but because also, they're in trouble. You get you take the good with the bad, right? Like Miami is the Wild West in many ways, <laughs> and, and I prefer that. I mean, yeah. it's it's very like self governing in many ways. Yeah, you know? well, there's there's certainly a, a level of like street justice at play here. We're like, <laughs> there are like if you piss somebody off on the road, like be careful. Yeah, like we've seen videos of guys here on 95, and also side note, deadliest stretch of interstate in the United States. Do you know where that is? not Broward County it's in Fort Lauderdale there's there's like a stretch of highway Why on 95 I, I don't know 
a lady uh i was in tallahassee last week on my motorcycle and a lady got out of her car to oh, what do you ride for going really? too fast uh i have a ktm 500 dual sport Ooh, that's a big uh, boy so you're ripping yeah so i was <laughs> it was 45 i was like going, a big touring bike isn't it no it's like a dirt bike with a license plate like it's a. Uh, no, I'm thinking of like the BMW 1200s that are like the big upright like touring bikes. Those okay. are those are sick. Yeah, is it like that? No, it's. I mean, it's okay. just like it's like a dirt bike with a license. Like it's street legal, but it's yeah. pretty. But yeah, so I was going. It was probably like 45. It was kind of out outskirts of Tallahassee, and I was probably going like 65. And a lady kind of pulled out, not in front of me, but in front of me, and so I slowed down. And then we went probably like another quarter mile, and she stopped two lane road kind of rural stopped in the middle of the road and got out and came around to yell at me and said, you were hauling ass coming around. And so dangerous. So dangerous. Yo, and everything is so much more offensive when you're on a motorcycle. Yeah. It's like, you're like, dude, you're playing, playing with my life, right? Yeah. you know, in a, in a much different way. Yeah. Right. A fender bender in a motorcycle can cost you your life. Yeah. You know, and also time out everyone. This is our guest, Nate. We didn't introduce him. We'll do it in the intro, but we'll, okay. but for, you know, if people yeah. are skipping the intro, then yeah. we'll get uh, him here. Don't get too formal on this, but, uh, you know, guests of the podcast don't know you. Introduce yourself a little bit and let them know who you are. Yeah. Uh, my name is Nate Hill. I'm a, a real estate appraiser from Texas, and that's how I kind of came to know Marcus, but I'm also a power lifter. I recently did the, uh, the Pioneer Battle on the Beach. Um and went 666 sorry 424 <laughs> Don't apologize. 771 I'm a huge fan of that number <laughs> 771 squatted 666 on Easter weekend so I like to think that it was a, <laughs> a defeating of that number on <laughs> okay. an appropriate weekend that's um, right you're you're of the religious persuasion right yeah, a little, yeah. okay well, uh, sorry it's but I'm not it's a fantastic squat number thank you anyway and what is uh, that 302 two and a half uh-huh. right yeah yeah I remember, you know why I remember that? Because I think we were to meet with Alex back in the day and he was like helping me call numbers. And I was like, yeah, I should squat 300. He's like, but you could squat 302 and a half. And he's like, showed me it. And I was just like, fuck yeah. It was the one we did. Well, for your people, you're like, fuck Jesus. (laughs) He was one of us. What are you talking about? Well, I mean, we won't get too into it. No, you kind of did him dirty. <laughs> we did him dirty. The Romans did him dirty. Okay. So the story goes. All right, all right. No, but he's shown me that, and he like, you know, he's he's more into that. He thought it was funnier, and then I, he showed it to me. And I was just like, yeah, it's a good idea, actually. I remember that. I always remember that that moment because it was that be- beach meet we did in Sarasota, uh, like the Battle Sunshine of- Games. Oh, remember where the uh the warm-up room was like in a gazebo kind of thing out out back no that was that was battle of the bay that oh, was my first all meet together no you're right you're yeah right. yeah no the one you know, we you me ian and alex did it together that's right that I, I, that's my only best lifter trophy that i have <laughs> I, I wanted that meet <laughs> yeah. yeah anyway sorry to hijack your story just yeah to, yeah but yeah. a little bit of a power lifter a little bit of a, a real estate appraiser and uh, uh, you look like a whole lot of both to me. Well, giants. <laughs> you were like one of the few people I've ever met in my life, and I'm like, fuck, I'm small. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> so, a little over, a little over six four, pushing two seventy right now. Yeah, bump those numbers up. So I'll work on it. Powerlifting, <laughs> powerlifting is the only sport where you can tell someone that you're six four, pushing two seventy, and they go, well, so a little slim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, once like when I was at the height of my powerlifting journey i mean i was like 
310, 3 I think when I did yeah, the cutting the, the 308, that's a flex. No, I didn't. <laughs> the only time I would have had to was the last hybrid meet where I was just coming off COVID and I stayed pretty right. heavy. I decided not to. I just went in super heavy. Dang. So you were over 308? I was there? like 315. I've nice. lost like 20 pounds since then, but. Uh, nice. You uh, you sleep with a CPAP? Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah. I, I got that CPAP when I was like 260 something. Like I wasn't even. I wasn't anywhere close to this big. I, I've had really bad. Uh, s- what the fuck is the word? Sleep apnea? No, not sleep apnea, but I have a deviated septum. Yeah. It's real bad. I got surgery on it, tried to fix it when I was 18. And when I got bigger, like started really causing me problems. So I I got that back in like 17 or 18. I had the surgery on it in December. Did it work? Now. Did you? I, yeah. I mean, I, oh. I can like breathe through my nose in the gym and stuff now. I got my nostril. I, I feel like I need that. I can, I have not been able to breathe through my nose properly my entire life. It's a weird yeah. surgery because they go into it telling you oh, like it's 50 50 on the outcome. Right. I, That's not great. No. no. <laughs> and also, it's like. And to put you under for it, too. But I, I do w- wake myself up sometimes with. Uh, for sure, with sleep, with sleep yeah, apnea. Yeah, sleep apnea, my friend. I think. I've been trying the. Uh, Nasal strips, they do help. That's what prompted me to get the surgery is I was like, oh, is this what it's like supposed to be like? Um, but yeah, it's changed my life. Um, must be nice, Nate. Yeah, I think. Must be nice. <laughs> is it what, the, is it, do you sleep with a CPAP? No. So for you, I've heard a lot of people say that it's like life-changing in the sense that, you know, you lived a certain way your entire life. And then you get this CPAP and then you have a completely different sleep experience. You wake up and you're like, oh, I have all this energy. Like, this is how it was supposed to be. Is yeah. Was that your experience? I mean, mine was weird, right? Because I was training just like an animal back then. You remember? Like, yeah. I was just constantly, for the whole time you were a power lifter, you're just constantly sore and tired <laughs> and beat up. And you think that that's normal. Right. And like, I, I, I don't, I don't know if I could tell at the time because I was in the middle of training as hard as I possibly could. And that kept going for the next four or five years after that. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to say if it like, I really felt it, but I was able to sleep the weird, some people have a really tough time adapting to it, but I didn't. And now when I started using it, I was like, you put it on and you're just, oh, just out. Wow. Like, did and it's it, very relaxing. Did you have to adjust to it? Like, was it hard to sleep with a thing on your face at first? No, for I'm one. I think I'm one of the rare occasions because a lot of people that I've seen, especially in the powerlifting world, they'll talk about it and they just they'll like post videos themselves from bed and like they have the, the thing on and it's it's not a good look yeah. at all. Not, not not those not, people, but the, the actual look of the. It's seat. not sexy. <laughs> no, I try and just like cover myself up and like tell them, like don't look at me, like, please. I think we talk about like genetics a lot, right? But one of the things like uh, Nick Walker, bodybuilder, was talking mm-hmm. about he do, he's like whatever five seven pushing three hundred pounds in the off season oh, like, doesn't God. doesn't sleep with a CPAP, and Some so it's just like so he has the ability to comfortably be three hundred pounds, and that's me. Right. I'm like tall and being too whatever isn't even that big for me. But when I kind of get ten pounds heavier than I am now, I start to do the like like wake myself up oh, as I, I start to that. fall asleep. I do that constantly. Yeah, and so it's just like wow, I can't even get to three hundred pounds without like Nick Walker's some five discomfort. seven. Yeah. Wow, dude. Oh I'm five. God. I'm five nine. About two twenty. Yeah. Right now. Are you two twenty now? Yeah. Good for you. Hundred kilo mark. Nice. You look good at two twenty. <laughs> Thank you. I gotta say. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Back in the day, like you were, you were 
20 pounds lighter well i would walk around in the 190s and cut to my my heaviest that i cut to 181 i would the biggest i got was 213 but that was like you know that was i was eating a lot I was eating a lot and not giving a shit. And then I was like, oh, I have a meat coming up. How much do I weigh? Oh, 213. Oops. You know, but for the, for the majority of my career at that weight, I was in the 190s. So it was never, it was never crazy. Um, but, you know, I haven't competed in a few years now. So you're like still doing cardio and stuff, huh? I, I've been doing it more and more, more yeah. just to be healthy um and i've gotten into lifting heavier again a little bit more as well but i care less now about how doing cardio affects you know my my performance strength wise and i kind of want to set a new baseline where i can do a certain amount of cardio every day and build off that that's sort of where i'm at now just because i mean i've been doing it for so long you know like i started training when i was 10 yeah now i'm 30 i have 20 years of training under my belt (laughs) yeah coming up on 31 in june so you know it's it's been uh june 25th june 5th 5th you got the five i'm gonna be gone can you wait a couple days (laughs) yeah i'll I'll be be back on the ninth (laughs) (laughs) yeah at least to celebrate i might be in toronto uh we'll celebrate when you're back yeah yeah. we're all back or you come come hang in toronto for a little bit (sighs) i'm gonna be coming off a fucking flight from middle east like I mean, when you're on a roll, you're on a roll. You might as well <laughs> <clears throat> pop in. But um, yeah, it makes a difference. It's it's crazy to hear that though, because for me at 220, like I, you know, I do, uh, like I feel like I'm too big for yeah. my frame at 5'9". So a guy that's 5'7", 300 pounds, yeah. who's just like, yeah, I'm having no no negative experience well, with that. I'm I mean, like, with wow. breathing, but I mean, you can't. That's listen. As somebody who's six three and probably still right around three hundred pounds, I don't weigh myself very much, but that is it's it's a heavy body weight. Like, and if you're very tall, like him and I are, like you can you can deal with it because like mm. you know like a lot of my weights and my hips and some fat still and legs yeah giant legs so like you're not you're not like sitting there with a huge gut at 300 pounds when you're over a certain height but like guys that are shorter i can't imagine how that feels because like you're just you're just wide and like you have a lot of muscle mass and that's just all weighs down on you like i think you can get away with it a little bit more for a little like this is a young man's thing to be this big and this heavy for all of us but well, you see a lot of guys, right? Strength sports athletes that have been really heavy their whole careers. Hmm. And then as soon as they retire, like yeah. truly retire, like Matthias Steiner is probably the best example of that. It was this guy. He won the, was it 2008 yeah, Olympics? 2008. And ha- had an amazing story. I won't get into it. We've talked about it a million times on the podcast. But this guy was, I don't know, high 300 pounds. And now what he probably weighs like uh 250 240 and like looks really good completely changed the it's way. like fernando too you know um you were a weightlifter named good. fernando reyes yeah he's big was big good yeah, so- <laughs> yeah. Oh, he used to now dude now he's fucking yeah he's lost oh, like 100 really? pounds and oh. lean yeah 
he, like he comes in and I'm like, where? What happened? It's like I didn't realize he's how back big living he was. in Miami right now. Yeah, I've seen him here every he weekend. He's here all the time. I know. He invited us to sauna last week. Oh, we got to go. I know. <sighs> Hold on. <sighs> Moment of silence for the bathhouse. It's a customary <laughs> thing. It's opening okay. back up, right? Well. So we've thought. Oh. So they've there's been, a new one been, coming. They've been teasing us, saying it's going to open up teasing. for the last, like, how, three years. Yeah. It's been like, a, like they've been teasing it. So this... I don't know if you know what happened down here. This actually, this is an interesting real estate story. There was a COVID, bi- right? No, no, no. There was a bill. <laughs> <laughs> it happened where Just I happened here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, there was a building here in a, a little city called Surfside. It's like a very, very high end, very wealthy little city on the beach, not far from where I live. But there was a building there that just like a controlled demolition just collapsed in the middle of the night. Like. Bum, 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 yeah, bum, bum, bum. yeah, heard, heard like not it. on purpose. Not on purpose, right? Right, right. and like, and people this horrible died. story. People like, died. Almost hundred people died. So, what was the the conclusion? It was so the conclusion was there was years of neglect to the building. Con- you know what concrete spalling is? No. So, you build like a concrete column or any bit of concrete that's reinforced in the in inside of it by rebar. Okay, spalling is when the concrete that's poured around that column or floor plate or whatever starts to separate from the rebar what causes that do you know it could be like moisture I think, yeah most likely it was like saltwater erosion yeah so poor engineering of the building poor upkeep and it just like you would be able to see it for probably 10 years prior to anything being that severe but the building just fucking collapsed on itself like horrific like you know a lot of people lost their lives a really sad story but and probably there's a lot of willful negligence that contributed to that oh, just absolutely. being a person who's been in miami for you know eight years nine years now it's like i don't i don't know how much how much i can say but it like basically everything has a price and you can you know if you if you know if you there's certain things that don't meet code and you want to pay a, an inspector a certain amount to make to pass your yeah, it's very place plausible. it's like they'll they'll do it mm-hmm. you know it's it's Uh-oh. like i said it's still the wild west here yeah where it's like yeah this know? i mean it, it it really is like so that building collapsed and then eventually we we had this like social club basically and it was this russian turkish bathhouse this old kind of dingy but like so much charm is an amazing place like we were there one day you were with me right we met diego sanchez there like diego nightmare <laughs> sanchez like dude yeah. we met cyborg uh yoel romero what yeah um, like our, so our buddy fernando introduced he introduced all of us to this place right yeah 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 he was the first and it just one. turned into like a like anybody comes to town, like any athletes come to town. Like I remember we went there once with Matt Frazier. It's like, like a thing. Yeah. We're like, people would come in. You, we'd be like, like you, let's you go have train, to go, go to, to this place. Yeah. And it's, and also as an aside, I don't know how any of this ever passed anything, but like the place was like dingy, but charming because of that. Like, like you said, Yeah. but also they had, like seven different types of saunas or five different or whatever, somewhere in that range, different types of saunas and ice baths, but also a bar and restaurant. So you could just <laughs> run by some old Russian grandma. 
uh, what was her name? I don't know. You, you Nadia. Knew, you, Nadia's you knew her bar. name? Yeah. So this well, is it like... was called Nadia's Restaurant. So <laughs> you can go you go in there and you can get 9% Russian beers, these tall beers. You can have as many of them as you want and you can just go in and out of so hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold. Having the, I'm like, how are people not dying in this place? Russian. So these are like... <laughs> When you say bath, it's like a bunch of like hot tubs, like I don't no, even no, know. saunas and steam rooms and cool plunges. Yeah, cool mostly okay. saunas, steam rooms. That uh, uh, there's one room called the rain room okay. where you can just lie down and it, like like high pressure small spouts shoot all over oh, you, dang. which is really nice. Yeah. The only my only thing with that one was it was a little too cold. If it was warm, yeah. that'd be really nice. They also had another room where they had a legitimate fire hose. Yeah, with like fire hose with unlimited pressure. power. <laughs> like I think if you put this thing on full blast, yes. you would just peel skin off of yeah. people. So you had it was like you had to be really careful. Yeah. And they dialed it back after a while because I guess my my presumption is people got hurt really bad. How close can we get to it? But it's like you know, you, and you have also have to be careful of holes, right? You can't. You can't hit someone directly. Oh. It, <laughs> what? You say holes? Yeah, you can't hit mid-butt. That That is enough power that that's going to go up and in. Oh, my God. You have to be really careful. <laughs> holes. That, <laughs> you have to be careful. You have to be very careful. You be very careful of the orifices. And, right, George. <laughs> right, George. And... <laughs> uh, but... It was just like this was bizarre, like, lawless, turn the clock back fifty years place, and like, like we go in there and so the, and full of Russians that were. What about like looked and, like they were straight out of a Russian jail? Like, girl, <laughs> girls would just take their tops off in there. Really? Which was but it was not like a sexual thing. It was like <laughs> this is like an old school. They have one in New York. That's like the sister of this. And I've been to that one. That one's really sick. You guys probably have a bunch out in Texas I've heard of that are like really? probably like Korean or oh, but like mostly Korean massage parlors in Texas. But like <laughs> if you could find like a Russian or uh, whatever, like any kind Russian, of Turkish sauna place. Like, yeah. I swear I never performed and felt better as a human Same. being going there. Like we all used to go like two or three times a week. We text yeah. each other like, Hey, yo, we're going to the bathhouse. Like, let's meet up. We would all go. <laughs> you spent like two hours just hanging out and like sauning and cold plunging. And it was like, it's cool. Cause like none of us really like party. Yeah. Like, right. We'll drink or whatever, but like never parties. So, like we go to this place to hang out yeah. with your friends. And like, it was just, you would meet the oddest collection of people there. Yeah interesting and sometimes really cool people yeah, yeah. just doing really different entre entrepreneurial things or you'd be like this guy's for sure in the russian mob or <laughs> you know it like was tattoos just... on their eyeballs and shit amongst yeah. their whole body like, yeah it was a whoa. it was a scene it was a scene it was a scene yeah and... you just it was we're gonna talk about this forever there's a new place opening up and i i've driven by it like twice this week and it's like looks like it's getting close to You're completion doing recon? I go. I told Catherine like, we were out just doing like you know a couple stuff this weekend. We're just going out and fucking hanging out, having a good time. And then I was Bed like, Bath we got, and Beyond. We got pretty big Saturday. No, fuck no, you know they're out of business. I yeah, I did hear that also. <laughs> no, but we, I was like, man, we got to go check up on it. We got to go check up on the new bathhouse and see how they're doing. <laughs> like, did, we drove by and it's it's getting close, man. We're gonna I'm have a new home soon. We're gonna have a new home soon. But so uh, nothing will f fill the shoes of no, what we have. And listen, if that place reopens, we'll go back there in a second. Easily, easily. Anyways, we got Even way off the rails here. Um, 
Welcome to the show, Nate. Thank you. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah. So one of the topics I wanted to talk about today yeah. actually related to strength sports was, so I, I put up a post a little while ago that said, <clears throat> if you squat under 400 pounds, generally, you shouldn't be worried about all these little intricacies of training, you know, whether it's what shoes you're wearing or, you know, different types of how you plan your, your training cycles or supplements and all this stuff. It's like, as a beginner, you should get in the gym and, uh, you know, just work for a while. And, you know, if you want to get a big squat, get in the gym and do it two or three times a week and do that for a People few thought years. People gatekeeping strength. Yeah, so I I wasn't aware of this term as it applies to fitness until this point. But there was a million people being like, you're gatekeeping shoes. <laughs> you're gatekeeping exercise. Like people like came down on it hard. Like there, there was a majority of people that I think agreed. And, but there was, I think it was like 60, 40, like 40% of people were like, you're gatekeeping, whatever. And my initial thought was like, well, these are just people that don't squat 400 pounds. So their ego is hurt and they're feeling upset about this. So <clears throat> I put out another video and George, I don't know if you can pull this up. If you can go to my Instagram, I did, I made a chart where I put up in my own opinion, what I feel like outside of the world of powerlifting. So just people who might be training generally for strength or strengths and aesthetics, like they're just trying to work out what makes a beginner intermediate. And can we get volume on that? And uh, advanced squat, keeping okay. the elite side of it out of it. Oh, this is the one you sent. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If you can pause it on the chart, that'd be good. We might have to twist our heads because we can't turn our phones here, but. And I felt like this was generous to say the least. So under 170 pounds. Yeah, I was way more and critical on this chart. Yeah, yeah. so I, I feel like this was pretty generous on the low side of things. And what my thought process was is like, in terms of like how I put the weights, if you're under 170 pounds as a grown adult, like you're a small guy like George. And if you're... <laughs> <laughs> right the, i looked it up the north or the u.s average body weight which is obviously largely skewed by obesity the average weight is 197 pounds okay and so i i made this 170 to 200 to fit a yeah. wide berth of people and then 200 plus is anything over the average right so I'm not doing it based on powerlifting weight classes. I'm doing it just based on like 
people who go to the gym they're training hard you know like they're clearly trying to get better but they're not necessarily competitive powerlifters and i still on this one got people you know saying this is ridiculous this is really so, yeah yeah and i thought this was really conservative so I was, I was I was confused, and I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on this. And I want to. So first, I want your thoughts on this, both of you guys. And then I also, <laughs> I am weak and offended. <laughs> honestly, I appreciate that person's like candor and ability to just <laughs> understand, you know, that strong people exist, you know. And one person got really mad. If you can find the con, the the comment where someone said this is ridiculous and my uh, yeah, my response wow. to it was i'm like it's he's like he's like someone said i know powerlifting and uh a 400 pound squat is my only thought is that me being oh all right okay i'll get back to find the one that, where the person said um and if you put this in the video just blur out the guy's name please george i don't want to put him on blast or anything but uh he said this is ridiculous a 400 pound squat is really good for pretty much anybody and i was like honestly man there are people at local meets oh he said anyone under 200 pounds i was like there are people in the 198 kilo class or pound class and the 181 damn you kilo got some class comments on this that yeah yeah this because people's egos are offended but um 198 181 there are guys you can go to almost any local meet that are squatting more than 600 pounds yeah you know it's like if you're talking about powerlifting, that's a whole different thing you know and that was that guy's argument there's just I, a lot of nuance that has to be applied to this because like when i look at it and like if you look at it you're probably gonna think like these numbers are weak sauce yeah that's well they are but well, that's the point but that just that proves the point that perspective because like to you what what is like a good squat like well, i'm just saying totally well, subjective so, like, so, hold on, hold on, hold on. let's 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 preface this with let's speak in a powerlifting perspective yeah right? yeah like so we're talking about some you walk into a gym and you see somebody doing a certain weight and you go this guy obviously trains hard you know this guy is strong yeah um what is the weight let's say first regardless of of weight class where you're like when do you start to pay attention yeah you see you see a guy dropping 405 to depth in a gym and you go okay that's that's a guy like that guy that's a dude right like he's a dude i could like go say what's up to him if you're not squatting that i don't care about talking to you really i don't know and and that's like depth too. Let's bring that into it. That like yeah, yeah. most people that like squat four hundred five aren't actually like taking a blow yeah. parallel in gen pop. Yeah, yeah, and just but man, I think people's perceptions are so skewed. Like I've I've been in a college football locker room, right? Mm. And I've seen these guys that like squatted four hundred five in high school, mm-hmm. and so I think people here that are just like, oh, that's elite. It's like. Dude, no, there were there were defensive backs that that's all they knew was that's where they started, you know, from just like running around. So I think powerlifting is weird because we bring in a lot of people that like were not athletes and are now just like powerlifters. That's a really good point. And so like by the time I was not I wasn't like crazy strong, but by the time I kind of like knew 
knew about powerlifting, I'd already been through all the sports. I was already 230 pounds and like squatting four or five deadlifting. The, the first time I like deadlifted at a gym, I deadlifted at home. We only had like 310 pounds and I was like repping that for 500. Yeah. So, so, so I went, I went to a gym when I was, when I was 16 and pulled four or five oh my God. and within the next like year and a half, I pulled 585. What, what's your best numbers by the way? Uh, like in the gym. Yeah. Yeah. I pulled, I pulled 800. I deadlifted 800 in the gym. I've benched fuck 465. And I've that six sixty six of the meat was. Best I think it just I, hold on has to be said and natty and <laughs> yeah yeah. But you know what? Like and I say that I'd say it with a sigh just because it's like such an no, annoying dude, like, listen, topic. But yeah, no, but that's it, it's it's okay. <laughs> yeah, Dep- you know when it's like someone else brings it up. Yeah, yeah. It's like just don't put it in your Instagram bio or right. whatever. Yeah, yeah, like. But I don't think we should wear it as a badge of honor. But as yeah. two guys right here that have seen every single side of the sport, and like, I'll speak for myself here. Like, you know, I understand the power of this stuff, and we've talked about it very openly on the show. Like, you know, we we bring on, we brought mm-hmm. on medical professionals. Like one of the sponsors of the oh. podcast is a TRT clinic. Like. We, we can speak in Shout out to Whitmer Rejuvenation Clinic, yeah, by the way. Seriously, thank you guys. You're the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that there is something to be said, especially when it comes from somebody. And, and like, I'm not trying to blow myself up here in any sense. Don't don't take it that way. But like, I understand the efficacy of this stuff very firsthand, right? Yeah. So to me, it's an impressive thing when you say that. Like, <laughs> I don't think it's like... When it's the, it's what, very different than a guy just being in your comments being like, like steroids yeah right. like no no yeah. like or i see a bunch of young ridiculous technique uh us whatever whatever what's the federation they're still in is USABL? it north america powerlifting or whatever uh america powerlift and they're just like well you know that guy's only strong because he can do it with drugs and it's like well that's not true because i'm sitting next to a dude who can deal with 800 pounds naturally and like yeah. when i first met you i was just like maybe this just speaks to the depth of people i've met that are not natural and yeah. like i just assumed you weren't it's like I, who the fuck can deadlift also, 800 pounds naturally before you carry that on i think that what's a big wake up what should be a big wake up call to a lot of power lifters and a lot of weight lifters is that the best talent in this country is going to first and foremost the big sports yeah you know so whether that's baseball or basketball or football or uh, you know even hockey it's like you you have a lot of guys the, the best athletes are going into those sports yeah so and and some of them find powerlifting after they finish those sports you yeah. know whether it's at the ncaa level and they don't go to the nfl and they're like i i still want to mm-hmm. compete and they find powerlifting or weightlifting or yeah. whatever it's like but and i think it's it's more and more it's becoming more and more competitive because powerlifting is starting to offer more money yeah. and also because social media has helped in glamorizing the strength sports a little bit yeah because social media is you know the built for for weightlifting and powerlifting right 
because it's little short clips and you can do it and it's entertaining. It's, it's looks based as well. Some of these pro yeah. pro athletes like they don't look cool. What did you just say? Looks based. What does that mean? So like you can watch a video of someone deadlifting with muscles and it bulging out, and that's like a lot cooler of a video than some of these other sports that you could watch that are are not based. Oh, sorry, not based. Sorry. What sorry. does based mean? S based? Yeah. So, like conservative like social base, social. You mean? No, <laughs> you fucking boomer. Like, like, I thought you were saying based. Like social media is like looks, is is yeah. sight, whatever you want to call it. Like is based on how good something looks on But like I've media, heard people right? use that word before, based. Oh, based. I was it's just like, explaining uh, it to you. Like based in reality. It's a conservative term. It, it means like, it's a conservative term that means based. They're speaking about the base, which is the conservative base that is rooted in from at least the conservative perspective reality truth science that's what when, when someone like comments that's based that's yeah. what they're saying yeah so if someone says it's like, a conservative person. someone says like big is beautiful and i said lol eat less <laughs> right someone would say that's based, based yeah. <laughs> yeah. sick diet coach yeah <laughs> What the yeah, fuck I think you guys are you all think? fucking. What wrong. do you think George based means, bro? Come on, hit us. It's a conservative term. No, I don't think you're I, right. I think a lot of people who lean conservative use that term, but I've also seen a bunch of like left-leaning, like Marxists even using that term. Oh, dude, like, they're just appropriating. I it. think, yeah, I think that's cultural Can you pull appropriation. It up, please. <laughs> like, like Can you pull up the Urban Dictionary <laughs> definition? I feel like yeah, pull it up. Pull Urban Dictionary based. I don't know. Well, that's I mean, the truth. Who, who else knows? You can't trust Webster's now. I'm not going to call a 19-year-old. I don't know any. You guys know any <laughs> fucking kids we can call? Yeah. Sorry. Urban yeah, Dictionary. My old training partner. Does nice he know what base means? Is, yeah, I mean. A word used when you agree with something. Yeah, yeah. Dude, but you that's, can't be. Go on, go on DuckDuckGo. Google is, <laughs> Google is liberal. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> go to elon musk dot search yeah <laughs> yeah just don't put that idea in his head he'll do it he'll fucking do it based definition meaning there you go yeah there you go all right no we can't trust dictionary.com or yeah well that's what we already looked up what does let, let's go when to you the next agree, one let's go to no how to geek you don't know what that site is <laughs> uh, I just I don't like the the wording of the. Uh, what does like... based mean? A based person. Oh, that's that's one. fair. I mean, not it's one look, that is I think, confident, I think that, look, and not influenced. I think by it the started opinion. conservatively, though. But yeah, I, not not it, influenced by the like yeah, the sure. me, the liberal embrace tradition. Yeah, that's embrace masculinity, from, dude. Like, I'm I'm a 21st century Marxist. You know, for the record, for everybody who's who, for everybody who's annoyed right now that George doesn't have a mic, we've asked him to have a mic a bunch of times, and he's way shy. So, well, can you comment on any of our stuff and say that get George, George a mic needs a mic. George is like our our in house Jamie. Yeah, he, but he but better, dude. But better. Why? Because he's more of an absurdist. Because he's a whatever absurdist, whatever he categorizes categorizes himself as. <laughs> oh gotcha gotcha 
Yeah, George is like an undercover genius, by the way. Okay. And he always says, you'll never have a non-interesting conversation with George. George doesn't like Star Wars either. Dude, you can, you can, and it, he's honestly. <laughs> Wouldn't you like a mic to he, rebut what I just said? Yeah, he can't do it. So honestly, we're going to take you through the ringer right now just so, because you can't respond. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna take so much you can't time. delete him out of the podcast but you, <laughs> we literally had like an hour-long conversation the other day as a group over what constitutes the condiment? meaning of a condiment because mm. george says you want to comment like, on this don't you george yeah he wishes he could no we're not even accept it listen bro when yeah you where's mic, your mic when you have a mic you can chime you in you set up the whole podcast brother there we go now he's fishing he's fishing come on <laughs> let's just hook this one up so but anyway but anyway yeah well, how do you even get on that looks based Ugh, power based. social right. media powerlifting is looks based yeah well all so that this stuff, definition doesn't but, ring to this but, well we were talking about a bunch of different things but there because of the the whole social media era yeah there's been a lot of people entering the space who are might have not even competed like i saw this guy i can't remember what his name is i follow on instagram though and uh maybe i'll follow this up in this with a story to give this guy credit but it's a guy who's done like a thousand pounds a thousand pound deadlift in training what? at like a not yeah he just a non-power lifter well he did his first ever powerlifting meet uh a, like a week or two ago and did high eights but he's done a thousand in and, training well after the fact he put on straps and pulled over a thousand and it's like now people are getting recognition really early on it's like if you're not exposed to football you know or if you yeah. don't ha your family doesn't have money to put you into organized sports or any of these things you're like oh i can look at these guys on the internet they're getting a lot of ex like exposure recognition just through like lifting stuff. I can literally pay a $20 a month membership at whatever gym and try to do this. And you're getting people going into that. So it's like, it's really changing. And the whole point of me saying that was you have people that get really, really offended when you tell them that under a 400 pound squat is not, uh, you know, impressive basically. Yeah. And they're like, well, I've been training for, you know, 10 years yeah. or I've been doing whatever for 10 years. And my answer to that is like, I don't care if you study math for 50 years and you still suck at math, <laughs> which is completely possible, which is if, yeah, if you don't have the capacity or the aptitude for that yeah. and you still suck at math, then you still suck and you are at a beginner level at math. Right. And it's like, you're not owed anything yeah. for your amount of time spent doing right. something. It's I, I like, think people I get can, offended by the, the truthfulness. Cause like when you hear it from yeah. people that are advanced in the sport, which I think at this point, all of us are. You gatekeeper, you. Thanks. I mean, like, okay. So, if, but if you go into a gym as somebody who's strong, and I just asked Nate, you said 405 pound squat, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let, what, let's hold the thought and let's go through all the lifts. So, yeah. any weight class, like just yeah. yeah, weight class, regardless, yeah. squat, bench, deadlift, you walk into a gym and you see somebody doing a squat, a bench, a deadlift. What is, what, what as you said, 
gets your attention where you're like this is a person that obviously like you know yeah uh four that four or five squat okay the bench it's really like 300 but we could say 315 three plates three plates yeah i mean with those tyrannos no you what's the opposite of a tyrannosaurus arm an orangutan those orangutan yeah don't offend my my cephalopod friends <laughs> piece of shit with those uh octopi oct uh with those very long arms and i'm in the same boat yeah. it's like yeah man like you, like for guys like us, a bench press is a fucking maneuver. Right. Yeah. So yeah. three fifteen. So three fifteen, and uh, yeah, I mean that five plate deadlift. Not, it's like not as many people. And this is back to the sports thing because people squat and bench in football here and mm. don't really deadlift. Like I think a a five hundred pound deadlift, but you just don't see it as much because people don't like get into deadlift. Or someone. Well, a lot of people are now, but really? even dude, I mean, a lot of the USAPL kids that train here. I mean, yeah. you'll see those those guys. I mean. You know, whatever your opinion is on sumo, shove it out the sure. window. You can rip 400, five, 500 pounds off the ground, pulling sumo, pulling conventional, whatever you're doing, like, you're a freak. Yeah. So, like, so three, four, impressive. five. Three, four, and five plates. Is that like. Three, four. Five. Oh, four, three, and five. Four, three, and five. Yeah, four, sorry. Three, five. Is yeah. that. Four, three. Is yeah. that number that I'm going to be like, what's up, man? You're putting you, in work. Yeah. 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 I think bench, especially. Because, like, if you're, if you're somebody that is training consistently like getting to that point where you can easily not easily but like you can effectively bench press 315 pounds like you're, you're doing well yeah. it's like that's not easy i don't care who you are yeah. but it, here's my thing that that bothered me about that stuff is like the response that i got was like i was a guy that you know trained hard you know from a, a pretty young age but I wouldn't consider myself anything other than a beginner until even after I was out of university, you know, and people want to train for a year or two years and then say they're advanced. And I'm like, how, you know, what, what's been your exposure to like good coaching to the understanding of training philosophy, uh, you know, competing is honestly a huge thing you know mm -hmm. as well it's like can you perform when when you have to on a, a date that is not chosen by yourself yeah in your own circumstances in your own gym playing your own music with your own rest times like all those things matter and you know i i was 160 pounds maybe in grade 12 my last year of high school and i was repping 315 pounds on bench press <laughs> so it's like you know and it, it was something that i cared about but i wouldn't con even have considered myself advanced in any way at that time not even just thinking retrospectively like at the time i wouldn't i would consider myself you know in the upper percent of of kids in high school but like I'm still green, yeah. you know? And then I, you know, I make a post like that and everyone's like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> you know, <laughs> 400 pounds is an amazing squat. It's like, it's an amazing squat for people that aren't strong mm -hmm. or they don't have the aptitude to do that. And it's like, and that doesn't make you a worse person, you know, like no, I, I'm not, I mean, your strength in the gym has literally no bearing on 
how successful you are if you're a good person it's like yeah you're just like i i think about this comparison right like if you're watching the olympics like mm -hmm. what session like let's just take olympic weightlifting for example because that's something we both know very well olympics should have one session right like if you're watching the olympics like, are you watching the b session or are you watching the a session a the stronger one you want to like see the most amount of weight if the moved if, possible if, if yeah. the a session has like 12 people in it then it's like who is going to win outside of that every once in a blue moon some guy comes out of the woodwork and uh, medals yeah. from like a session they shouldn't sorry i, I know i don't think you have uh, as much of a no background yeah, yeah. so yeah. In the Olympics, there's like multiple different sessions. Okay. I but think it's also like A, B, C, D. So you have people that come from countries that have not a lot of representation in weightlifting, mm. and they're lifting, you know, weights that are way below even yeah. national. It's not a knock yeah. against them. It's just like like when I you when you, you watch sure. the top powerlifting meets, like are you gonna watch John Hack battle it out for first, or are you gonna watch like the D flight? Well, you gonna watch me. No, I'm going to watch John Hack. <laughs> I would watch you, Nate. Dude, thanks. You did watch. You watched the I live. I did. I did. I watched um, it. it was, you did great. Yeah, thanks. Man, yeah. And I think, dude, people don't train that hard. And it's just, that's, that's something we need to talk about because also in line with not having like played a sport, not having done a thing, how many people are actually going in the gym being like, like feeling like this is all I have? Because I... And, and, Very few. Right. And only... And kind of, it's like a, it's kind of corny, right? Because I've always like either been in college or had a job, but there have been times in my life that I'm like, Hey, I might not be good at anything, but I can fucking deadlift and I'm about to do it right now. And I don't think many people go into the gym with that intensity and that mindset. They just go into like, do whatever their coach programmed them or do whatever. And they do a few sets of pushdowns. They do a few sets of hamstring curls and they get out of there. And then they get mad when you say a 400 pound squat isn't very good. Cause they're like, oh, I go to the gym every day. It's like, yeah, but you don't try that hard. You don't eat right. You fucking drank on the weekend. Right, but like, like, and that, and let me, let me say, dial that back a second. Sorry, because, sorry, well, no, 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 no. <laughs> you're a hundred percent right. But I need to make a distinction. Cause I think that it's important to have nuance in every conversation yeah. in life. That is totally fine. If you're the type of person, like honestly, where my training's at right now, like I'll squat or deadlift heavy maybe once or twice a month right now. Okay, and yeah, but that's very different from your training when you were number two in the world. <laughs> okay, but yes, 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 thank you. And Hayden's my fucking champion, by the way. Yeah. He's, he's He actually alerted me to that fact. He didn't even know. I messaged him like a, like a year and a half after the fact. I'm like, hey, did you know that you were number two in the world? In 2021 or 22? Well, well, was yeah, it, well, whatever. Wait, 2021. Yeah. 2021. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I think that there's there's a distinction that has to be made. Like if you're a casual, which is dude, if you're if you're just the fact that you're exercising as a normal person, that's great. Means that you are in the top fucking five one percent probably of all of humanity, right? Like yeah. mm -hmm. this is not to take away, and I think this is a very important distinction for everybody listening. Like we're not this is not a conversation about gatekeeping what a good strength athlete looks like. This is just, this is just the way the world is. Yeah. I'm mm -hmm. not putting, I think I, you know, right now, like, because I'm busy with work and I have a lot of responsibilities on my plate. Like I go to the gym at six in the morning. I'm there at 6am. Right. Like, and there's a ton of people and they're just like, I could tell like they've got a family or they've got like a job, they've got to work and they've got 
real life responsibilities. And just the fact that those people are in there at 6 a.m. training and like me, I'm not doing anything heavy at 6 a.m. Like, I think I've earned that right now to be able to go in and do whatever the fuck I want whenever I want. But well, careful, because those people also have the right to do that. They're just they have different priorities. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Exercising, I'm getting there. Right? Yeah. Right. Exercising I, is different than training for a, for I see a there's this like old man that comes in at 6 a.m. And like he's in like a belt and like slacks and like <laughs> like a dressed up, but like. He's, he's there doing like ab crunches and bench press at six in the morning. And he's like in his seventies. And, and like, there's it's a bunch of other you, people I see there yeah. that are just like training to be healthy. And I think that that is more uh, applause worthy. That's more notable to me. That's more respectable than anything because they've also got real life responsibilities. So the conversation is not, are you advanced? Are you elite? Are you beginner? But the that- problem is, as soon as someone's told they're not advanced, their ego is hurt. Yeah, but they, they need to reorient their thinking. Because just the fact that you're in the gym is just like, you you deserve a fucking a trophy for that. But I'll, I'll even amazing. take it, and you're right, and the people that who are in it for that purpose, great. You know, if you're in there and you're just training because you want to be healthier, you want to look better or, you know, it's something you enjoy. Those are all very valid reasons to go into the gym and train. And I hope you continue doing that forever. But there's another subsect of the population that thinks that just because they've worked hard for a long time, they deserve the title of advanced or elite or whatever it, it may be, you know, so people... You know, I got I got some comments on my post where it was somebody being like, and I got both. I got one that was like, I've been training for 17 years and I don't, you know, I don't skip leg day. And I, uh, I, I train hard and whatever. And uh, it, but it's not my sport. And I consider myself an intermediate because of that. And he fell in the category of intermediate based on my subjective evaluation and he was like and i'm fine with that and i'm like that's cool yeah 100 but there's also people who have been like who are like i've been training for x amount of time and you know i've been working really really hard and i think it's bullshit that you're saying i'm not advanced and i'm like listen dude it goes back to the thing i was talking about about math it's like you can try really hard at a thing for a long time, and if you're not good at it, you're just not good at it. And sure, but that doesn't make you it doesn't any make you less a bad person. person. Yeah, yeah. it's just not something you have like, an aptitude for. Let's be real about and it's this. Like, and don't be mad at me. Don't shoot the messenger. Yeah. Right. Like, there's guys out there, and, and I'm under no delusions. I've squatted 700 pounds at 198. There's guys in the same weight class who do hundreds of pounds more, and yes. and I'm not. I'm not upset about that. I'm just, I'm aware there are people that are just better and it's you're, okay. You're just a wealthy industrialist philanthropist. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, amusement park. Was that what his thing too? <laughs> I know that scene. That's when he walked you know, into that listing that we, that woman was having uh, an open house on. He had to go yeah, take a yeah. shit. During the uh, Puerto Rican Day Parade. Yeah, during the Puerto Rican Day Parade. (laughs) Sorry for anyone who's not up to date on Seinfeld, but we got a lot of Seinfeld going on. Yeah, go watch the Puerto Rican Day Parade episode. You've had a lot of time to get up to date on it. Yeah, Yeah, I think. think But but you know what I mean? It's like you're not not owed anything just for doing it for a long time. And I've made a few posts 
that had the same sentiment. I made a post years ago uh, that was talking. It, I actually made it on Twitter and I put it on. I screenshotted the Twitter post and I put it on Instagram and it ended up on Reddit. So it <laughs> got it? like a lot of steam. Did behind you end up it. on Jim Snark? I've been on Jim Snark. <laughs> not, not happy about that. That's a cesspool. That place is a it's cesspool. A terrible place. It's an, an entertaining place. So, listen, I, 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 I get what you're going but, with. This. What I'm saying yes. was with the with the coaches. I, I made a I made a post about coaches where it's like I don't like how these old school coaches give new coaches a lot of shit, and most of it is based on their level of experience. And to me, I really don't care how long you've been doing something if you don't have anything to prove of it. Yeah. It's like you can you can be a coach for 50 years, but if you don't evolve with the times, you know, and, and the literature and the science and, and all those things, then it's like you're just coaching the same. And there there are a lot of good things that are lost on the new generation from the past generation. I'm not denying that. But there are things that the new generation brings to the table that are valuable. If you don't embrace those things and you're just a coach who's like, this is the way I do it and I'm doing it no matter what, and and your athletes aren't seeing results, then I don't really care how long you've been in the industry. I, I think the best combination of things are experience and the application of all of the new science that is being brought to the table over the years and some of it's good. Some of it isn't, but it's like you need to evolve with the times. You need to change your approach, not only as time goes on, but with each athlete you deal with. So you can't have a dogmatic approach. And that was the, the sentiment of what I was saying. And people freaked out (laughs) about it. You know, obviously, the people that freaked out about it were coaches who had been in the field for a long time and felt they, you know, should get their dues. And it's like, you should get your dues if it's warranted, if you're producing results, if you're, you know, um, if you're a good coach. Yeah. And and that's that's something that you have to prove. Yeah. You don't just get points for being in something a long time. Yeah. And you know, I think that's kind of the same thing. Yeah, if if you're uh let's take a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors, Whitmer Rejuvenation Clinic. We talk a lot on this podcast about TRT, all of the things involving exogenous hormones. And because of that, we get a lot of questions about it, and we are not experts in this sense. If you want to speak to real experts, because we don't feel comfortable giving any sort of opinion on this, speak to Whitmer Rejuvenation Clinic. These guys are the best. They're legitimate doctors. They're not going to push any BS on you. They're going to do a legitimate consult and tell you if you're a good candidate or not. All of the links to this are in the show notes as well as their Instagram handle. Check them out and I promise you're going to have the best service possible in this space. Kind of still on the coach thing. Like, If you can't get your, your guy to squat 405, it's not because four or five is like that much. It's maybe because you're like not a very good coach. I think most people <laughs> with good coaching with even if you had terrible genetics, mm. but you were just like, this is what I want to do. My goal is to squat four or five. Yeah. You had a good program, you know, and I'm saying with the with bad genetics. Yeah. Good programming, 
years and years and years of practice, you know, good nutrition, good sleep. Like yeah. if this is what you want to do, there are very few people that can't accomplish that. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, I just like being a regular white guy. Like I think you, I think you can still, you know, like you can still be at a powerlifting meet and someone go, Oh shit. You know, I don't yeah. think, I don't think people's genetics are like as bad, especially across the three lifts. Like you may have the proportions to where you have really long arms and bench is going to be tough for you, but you better be deadlifting a lot. 100%. And if you're, if your deadlift and your bench suck, like you, you're doing something wrong. Figure it out. Right. Um, I think you can, you can make excuses somewhere, but the thing, the cool thing about powerlifting is it kind of like, it, if you say, oh, I'm just not explosive. Well, good for you. Cause powerlifting, you don't have to be, you know, like you, you can, you've seen <laughs> it. There's tons of guys that are explosive powerlifters. And there's tons of guys that are very grindy powerlifters yeah. and they've both sides have experienced the highest level of competition. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the important thing that I'm, I keep going back to in my head here is like every conversation has nuance. Every training approach has nuance. Like you can't train me the same way you train a 180 pound dude. It's just, it's impossible. In the beginning you can. Right. In the beginning you can, but once you get to a point where, where they're not making the same progress, you can't. And I think if you look at this sport very specifically, if you take away the ego from mm -hmm. trying to make some kind of judgment call on whether I'm being attacked or whether I'm good or bad, like if you take all these dumb words out of the equation, you just look at it for what it is. Like you cannot progress unless you're smart. You cannot progress unless you try to learn. Cause like I was kind of stuck at like a 2000 pound total. Like I wasn't making much progress at that point. And like Cry me a river, bro. Huh? <laughs> Cry me a river. Yeah. <laughs> 2000 pound total. Woo. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> fuck you <laughs> the point was like i had to change the way i was training like i i couldn't yeah, train yeah. the way I, I couldn't train five days a week i couldn't lift heavy but multiple in your, days in your a early week. days it was yeah really good in my early you. days it was fine like yeah. i made a ton of progress i was packing on muscle i was just getting stronger and stronger and stronger but i think the the point from this whole discussion is not whether you're advanced or elite or intermediate like if you're involved in the sport of powerlifting, there's a couple things you need to do. You need to make it a huge priority in your life. And I 100% think that that's not appropriate for most people because they have real responsibilities. That's why I go back to that idea that if mm -hmm. I'm in the gym at 6 a.m. and I'm just doing hypertrophy work and there's a ton of other people doing that, like, dude, you're in there training. That's sick. Like, you deserve a, a fucking applause for it, right? Like, for most sure. people aren't even doing that. It's so just the fact that you show up to the gym means you're ahead of the game you're you're ahead of our entire culture right yeah mm -hmm. but don't get it twisted don't be offended if somebody calls you a non-elite sprinter if you yeah. can't run at the same rate that would the, the usain like usain bolt like you're going to compare yourself to usain bolt and if somebody says you're not as good as him you're going to be offended by that or like, any, i go or, jogging or, every yeah. morning like i've been jogging for 15 years <laughs> right. how can you tell me it's like well are you well, even usain if, even bolt if, right right but even to make it less extreme even if you're a guy that plays another sport and you do sprints as a part of your training and it is important to you but it's not a huge part of your training don't compare yourself to a single person that's competing at the Pan Am level 
yeah or the national level specifically for sprinting or you know obviously the olympics is the pinnacle of sport but you know it's it's there's a lot of ego i think invested in the responses that i got and it's like of course we all want to feel like the fucking man sure you know and it's like if it's something you care about to some degree when someone tells you you're less than what you think you are you're going to get upset about it but you also have to be objective right yeah and as somebody who for a large part of my life dedicated myself to strength i can just look at you i think you have the right to make an opinion i'm gonna now but but i can i can look at the data and say you know there was a time early on one of my first goals when i started powerlifting was to break a squat world record in my weight class and as powerlifting progressed over the years that squat world record went up like 200 pounds yeah yeah so i was like okay this is no longer realistic I want to do the best for myself and you know, my goal is to, to beat my previous total at every meet, you know, and I don't want to compete in a meet unless I think I can do that. And that was the, the approach I took. I wanted to, I wanted to live the, the life and, and train around people that were very competitive and we all had the same mindset and I loved doing that and i was grateful to do that but even to just do that i had to sacrifice a lot of my life oh yeah you know and i think you have a lot of people who are not making any sacrifices Hmm. and they're just going into the gym and they're training an hour you know and doing squat and they're or bench deadlift they're training powerlifting but they're not you know they don't realize even what the sacrifice is for i would consider myself an average person for me to squat 700 pounds i had to give up a lot i had to dedicate a lot of my life a lot of my social life a lot of my time i was very lucky to be in a situation where my social life (laughs) involved people that were also doing the same thing so i had a you know a support group but most people don't have that. So yeah. it's like if you're not willing to sacrifice a lot, then don't be upset. You know, if you're not advanced or elite, it's like you're and, – and it's totally fine. I want to ask you guys something. I'm going to do a thought experiment with all of you. And it's completely subjective and there's no wrong answer to this. Yeah. But it's going to kind of inform a, a train of thought that I have. So the one thing you didn't touch on there, which you and I started to talk about in that text message exchange we had about that chart was yeah, yeah. there's another component to this, right? It's defined by the USPA, I think. They have like a elite, international elite. So let me ask you, and I'm, I'm going to give my opinion very last and then we can kind of talk about it. But I want, I want Nate to go first. Hayden, I want you to go after. Mm-hmm. What would you define as elite squat bench and deadlift as a powerlifter? And take drugs out of the, it doesn't matter. Regardless of weight class? Regardless of weight class, regardless. And I I don't want to get into that. I just want to, I want you to tell me, because this is subjective. And you as a 6'4", natural, 270 pound power (laughs) lifter, what would you consider to be elite numbers? Man, elite in sleeves? Squat in sleeves? Do both. Yeah. You can go go either way. Um, Man, elite squat, regardless of weight class. Yeah, yeah, just... 
if you if you were to look at a gym yeah an elite is a very to me i'm not going by the uspa definition of international leagues like i've seen all that shit but we know they're out there we know we're going to get compared against elite just like the word elite and i'm talking about people that are the cream of the crop in powerlifting and that might not wait 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 no no not just your john hacks that's easy to get misconstrued no 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 i'm not talking about just your john hacks or dan bells or you know guys or you walk into a gym you know this guy's a powerlifter yeah yeah and you can look at him and say this is uh because this is going to define the next section of your your, this is a good powerlifter yeah right like somebody that can not just effectively but like efficiently you know with with fucking you know, with intention, move that weight. What do you think is elite numbers? Has tried for a long time, has put in place good training principles, mm-hmm. has... Yeah, this is part of their life. Yeah, it's a big part do of you, their life. Do you, before I define, do you think this person is more or less strong than me? This is your opinion. I, okay. I'm, I'm not informing your opinion. Buy, yeah, I don't want to bias it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just from your perspective because this is subjective. I want in, all three of us to answer. In my mind, it. a 600 pound squat in sleeves. Okay. Um, and then I don't like I've never been in wraps, but maybe that's 700 in wraps. That's fair. Or whatever is 680. I'm offended. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very sensitive man over there. Okay, yeah, a 600 pound squat in sleeves. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've done 660 in sleep, so I feel okay. Safe. Oh, well, that's a lot. I don't yeah. get a lot out of the wraps. So okay, got to work on that. And so, then, uh, so six and seven. Yeah, and then okay. a bench, in a meet. Over that's, over four hundred pounds. Okay. Oh, that's light, comparatively. Is it light? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'd say so. Okay, Cause, cause, no, let's let him finish. Let him finish. Yeah, hold okay. on, hold on. Uh. And then deadlift over seven. Okay. So 600 in sleeves, 700 in wraps, over 400 bench, and then 700 plus in deadlift. Yeah. And just, and that's kind of coming from me, who is. No, no, um, so they don't have to explain. Oh, okay. Just like, I just want. Okay. Yeah. Well, so I, I, just thought, I, no, his, I, I, your explanation is interesting. Okay. I, I'd okay. be willing right, to fine, hear that. Fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. <sighs> well, I mean, I've struggled with bench a little bit, but I mean, I mean in bench, long arm gang. Long arm, arm gang, and you see, <laughs> I wonder if bench is so common just because it's the most commonly done. Like, you see a lot of, not a lot, but you see 400-pound benches, but the people that are also deadlifting at that level, like I said before, aren't really doing that often. Right. It's usually because of short arms or something like that. So so maybe the bench is like 450 but you really don't see a lot of 450 pound meat benches no you don't um, even at the super heavy level yeah i mean danny grigsby right he's what 457 Dan bell enters the chat oh sure sure <laughs> even so there are guys that bench a lot more than dan bell yeah but they're not as well-rounded the reason he's impressive is because he's so no, no, but I, I i get your point yeah okay yeah i, I, do. Point. I do i've got that was that was a pretty good response what about you i think and I'll, I'll put my numbers out there just to, so you know my bias yeah. initially. Se- 700 squat in wraps, 660 in sleeves, uh, bench 420, and uh, deadlift in training, uh, three, 302 and a half kilos, so 666. Uh, nice. In competition, uh 290 which is 
uh like 6 40 i think okay okay so and, and i'm i'm a better squatter for sure than i am uh a deadlifter that was kind of my first seeing <laughs> seeing your stuff was like you'd be pulling like 600 for five and it would look like you could only do one <laughs> yeah, and then you would he's just like crank grind. out another like, four yeah, yeah. That's a whole other topic. But, <laughs> so I, I think if, but, if if I'm... But hold on. Let me, do you want me to give me, yeah, please, me give my numbers? Yeah. I think if I walk into gym and someone tells me that they're a power lifter and I don't know their weight, they look an ambiguous middle class yeah. weight. I think my my numbers of what is good is like 550 like if you sleeves do, or wraps sleeves if you squat 550 in sleeves i'm like okay this guy's definitely been trying ain't you know? no bitch yeah like he's been working this guy's you mm. you don't get the 550 squat without you know training in a in a way that i think is you know educated that is you you've you've gone through the beginner levels of stuff like you've you've worked you've no. learned and you've worked you said good he said elite oh let elite. me just okay. yeah, yeah i just so, i want to because i, I want to inform okay. the next level of your chart okay so elite over 600 <laughs> if you squat over 600 at any body weight you have my respect okay Okay. And mm -hmm. that's not to diminish the lighter weight classes. It's just like if I walk into gym no, no, and I, I want see... your opinion, not the not the yeah. correct opinion, but I want your, yeah. your opinion. So I'm saying if I walk into gym and I see somebody squatting six hundred, yeah, I don't care what they weigh. I know that you train hard. Mm -hmm. You like you've taken it seriously. That's a good squat. Six hundred period squat like you you've done the work you know whether it's your goal to be an elite powerlifter or not bench 405 i think is the standard and i'm somebody who's not good at bench so my bench is like i said only 420 was my best bench. body weight that was pretty it's okay but it's uh he's no john know. hack is what he's saying <laughs> There are guys who have done 600 yeah. in my weight class, you know? So it's like, yeah. you know, I can, I can assess that. And it's like, if you do, if you do 400, it's like, you've been, you've been putting in work. Yeah. Still respect to anybody that's done, you know, 315 plus, but the question was elite, like, yeah. you know, so 405, I think is an elite bench at any body weight. You know, and then deadlift, I think uh, I agree with the 700 uh, call that you made. If you deadlift over 700 pounds, you're an elite deadlifter. I don't consider myself to be an elite deadlifter. It's been, you know, the worst lift for me, even though I enjoy it. Like I do love deadlifting, but my best is, you know, 302 and a half kilos. You know, I squat more than I hmm. deadlift. So for me, yeah, definitely I think, you know, I'm not an elite deadlifter. And to anyone who's been upset over my last posts, here's some, uh, 
you know you're a real beginner deadlifter <laughs> yeah exactly real, real you know? piece of shit up there. i can i can assess myself in a, in a real way i feel like so um yeah i think i think that's a pretty fair assessment yeah you walk into gym you see someone deadlifting 700 pounds you're like this guy's been putting in some fucking work yeah you know nobody just walks in into the gym and deadlifts right. 700 he's, pounds. he's gonna have fucking traps he's gonna, gonna be gonna like fucking jacked. yeah yeah he's gonna be oh, for sure the dude at that we are, we are at hybrid performance method in miami one of the premier powerlifting gyms thank you but you go gassing <laughs> you up but you go to elsewhere in the world you go to a gold gym see so with seven pounds. plates on there yeah like, you're stopping you're stopping to watch it oh, for sure yeah yeah, yeah. you go in la fitness you, you squat oh, yeah. four plates in la fitness you're the man. oh yeah you're the man yeah yeah man right, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna weigh in on this now since it was my thought experiment here <laughs> You're, I hope yours isn't super annoying. No, 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 no. no. It's um. <laughs> I thought about it a lot while you guys were talking. So if if I were to say sleeves, and again, this is coming from somebody who's did competed. I say sleeves or, or we no? would do both. I'm gonna do sleeves, you wraps, bench, and deadlifts. Okay. I would say for me, sleeves is just over 600. So 275 kilos would be my sleeve number. That's six oh six. And the reason I say that is for purely aesthetic reasons. Because <laughs> that's a squat bar with with five reds on each side. Oh, nice. To me, that is like a very, very respectable weight. If you're in wraps, this is where I'm gonna move away from you guys a little bit. I think somebody that I would consider to be an elite squatter is somebody who's doing 340 kilos plus. Three Forty. I said elite, and this is from my perspective. Three forty. Yeah. What is that in pounds? Seven fifty. Damn, dude. Yeah, yeah, no, I know, I know, I know that, I know that would ruffle some feathers. And I'm saying elite, like, right. and this is from somebody who's been competing at two seventy five plus his whole powerlifting career. Yeah, but you got you got that fucking big guy bias. Yeah, so no, no, what, I know. That's what I was gonna that's say. That's what like, I'm saying. I I'm acknowledging that. Yeah. And this, I, that's why I prefaced it as somebody who's competed at 140 kilos for the last right. year. So, But I hope this gives some perspective to yeah. people. And the, wait, right. wait, wait, I'm going to get to it. I'm going to tie this all up into Marcus a... Leone, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to tie this up into a beautiful thing at the end. You got to trust yeah. me here, guys. Trust okay. me, trust me. So 750 pounds in wraps, right? In wraps, okay. And I would say bench, I'm going to agree with you guys at 405 plus. Because okay. I think that is, no matter where you are, whether you're in a powerlifting gym or not, that is a, a very impressive number. Well, can I question you based on my own bias? Hold on. Wait till I'm done. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. This is pertinent. <laughs> this is pertinent. I'm be cross-examined here. Yeah, yeah, you are. All right. Cross. I think that my 700-pound squat in wraps is much more impressive than my 420 bench. But that's I, I would agree 4, with that. 420 at 198, though? They're both impressive, dude. Like how many? That's I a lot of weight. John Hack, but like, I, yeah, take, I don't, I don't know. Take John Hack out of this right, conversation. He's a freak. But he's, you can, he's but a there's a lot of people who have different strength biases. So some yeah, people are yeah. really, you know, you might have a a 198 guy that that benches 600. Right. You know, not even just John Hack or even high, like mid fives. Yeah. So you you gave a little on the deadlift to get a little on the bench, essentially. Uh, if your I mean, arms, if your arms, look at this man's arms. I well, think I honestly I think that as normal like his chest, though. as normal oh, yeah. like as an equal 
proportion as you uh, can have i think i have that really i'm, like, I'm the I same think, i'm a one uh like eight indexes yeah same. i think i have like no clear bias based on my morphology really? but I think that my best thing is my squat. So it's interesting mm. for me to hear from you that you think that my bench is elite when I think that's my one of my worst I things. That, I think that's versus my squat. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to finish. Oh, because I give yeah. the least care to my bench. And I care so much about my oh, squat. Man. No, no, so you've really got a great squat too. No, 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 but that's I'm not I'm not offended in any way. I know. Because you're also you're like you're complimenting me in one way on my bench, so I, I'm not upset about that in any way. Yeah. But I'm just it's in, interesting to hear that perspective. And again, so. this is coming from somebody with big person bias. Yeah, like I'm huge. I'm a very large man. Like, you're not small. Yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, and then I would say on deadlift, I'm right on point with you guys. Like yeah. 705 is elite. You know, in my head, what I would consider myself for me personally and not and this is not like for the thought experiment that i'm running here like mm -hmm. 750 probably so like 750 405 750 yeah but i think the the way that i need to phrase it here is 705 because if i see somebody ripping 705 and that's six reds right, I think on six reds bar. on a deadlift bar <laughs> that's where i'm like whoa yeah look at this guy holy shit because i know how heavy that is could so you like, edit that to seven plates no you wouldn't think 675 some guy I, no i say ripping we're 675 talking, in the gym i'm gonna tie this together don't worry but i'm saying 705 powerlifting what's your t so hold on can we add up that total what marcus thinks is the minimum elite total 750 405 705 so that's 750 plus that's 1455 pounds plus 400 like so that's, <laughs> that's a lot <laughs> Wait, how much, that's, that's, that's eight eighteen set of 1455 so plus 405 is 1850 pounds so how how i would come back at you at that is if you look at any other sport yeah okay let's put you in perspective okay what other sport would let's i be say playing you, let's say you're let's say <laughs> linebacker let's say your weight class is the nba okay your weight class is the nba you're saying that's all 300 pound dudes mm. playing in the nba no, no i'm saying if we compared apples to oranges okay so it's a little bit different right but if your weight class was compared to the statistics of the NBA. Okay. So now LeBron has Dan Bell's total. Or what 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 wait you're what sorry, the what fuck are you? No, no, what, no Dan Bell's so, well, who, who had the, the first who was first place the year that you came second? Oh, Andrew House. Okay, so Andrew House is LeBron. You know who that is? And you're who? Yeah, he's younger than me, or he's like my age. And Scary you're who? Dude, Andrew Health, am I right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so <Jesus>. you're <laughs> So he's he's LeBron in this scenario. Well done, and you're who? Who's next after LeBron? Dude. I don't, George? I mean Curry? <laughs> Kevin Durant. Durant? I don't know. Okay. I don't watch basketball. And then like Steph Curry or something? Kevin Durant. Well, they know. play different positions, right? But All right, okay. so you watch basketball. But it's like I don't know. I'm tall. <laughs> 
how far off of that top spot does the drop off just become enormous? Hmm. Very cool. Well, by what metric? Like points total, scored or salary total, or total, total. Well, I mean, you could judge success by points scored or like championships won in the NBA, but I don't know how else you would like shot like Ooh, or or like NFL quarterbacks. Okay. Right. So there's like in the Tom Brady. Right. Then who's second place? Right. Is like uh, talking to two non-football watchers here. <laughs> is Patrick, wait, 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 is Patrick, Patrick can we do Mahomes? UFC? This could be a good tie-in. This could be a good tie-in. Well, weight class. If we're, doing, we're doing weight classes, though. Uh, but is, is Patrick Mahomes? And then, like, oh. who's third? It's like, what okay. do you well, actually, really Maybe know. the UFC is a good one. Yeah. So after the top ten, you're just like, like who, the John fuck Jones. Is, who the fuck is anybody <laughs> after the top ten, right? In the UFC. Well, like, right. okay. So it's like, you're... Volkanovski. But your perspective... Yeah. Is so skewed. I know that. And this I is why pe- this is why people get upset at what we say. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So no, no. the perspe- the perspective is very skewed, right? So you're saying numbers mm-hmm. that are elite. I think that eighteen hundred and fifty total. Can you pull up USPA you, international elite totals so, for me? No, just, no, just pull up. Uh, pull up. Uh, open powerlifting. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. And then let's go to. I just totaled eighteen sixty one. So you fit. <laughs> Fuck <Cool>. yeah. <laughs> Look at this. Let's go open powerlifting. Nate is my theoretical elite. Dude, I like it. I'm the, I'm the At gatekeeper. 270. At You're two gatekeeping? Four, yeah. <laughs> huh? Open powerlifting you are dot not. whatever. <laughs> dot org, I think. Okay. Then let's <laughs> let's let's go to the 181 yeah, kilo class. still number one of all time. Yeah. Holy Even though someone shit. illegitimately stole her bench press record. Let's go to 181. Mariana? Yeah. You didn't see that? No. Are you? Oh, my God. Are you going to ask if I'm an idiot? Because the answer is yes. Man. No. I know you're not an idiot. I think. But. who? Wait, who stole? What, what was that? You never saw that controversy? No. So there was like, a, I don't know what federation it was, but it was a non-calibrated plate federation where she, the, the girl did the the bench press there is controversy over whether it even touched her chest or not she definitely got the press command before it touched her chest and then she did the the lockout what and it was wait did, but what crazy. was did she also like squat and deadlift enormously not sure this was the only thing that came into question but she took mariana's record and it was complete bullshit and no offense to the the girl that did it she was competing under the you know well i mean like if you know like but you and i both know that if you you and i went into a powerlifting competition and we chose to compete in some garbage background fucking look, look at these look at these some of these xpc and the spf <laughs> like those records should just be taken off the spf is garbage they're judging and standards are garbage well at least at least in the old days with uh powerlifting watch they had to prove that the weights were calibrated oh, like and a, like, like that guy got thing. in his own trouble with like some weird child porn thing or something <laughs> and i'm not look, you know lily riley's up there yeah lily I, lily riley's a fucking beast she's a i think beast. but at least back then you had to show your plates were calibrated. What were you going to say, Nate? I was going to say, I think one thing to consider that, you know, we're talking about weight classes. There was a kid at my gym at one point that was listening to me, all of his numbers. None of them were very good. And then he goes at 145 pounds. And in my mind, I'm Whoa. just like, hey, man, I don't 
care. <laughs> like gain, gain some weight and get stronger. And so that's something that people in powerlifting. That's so funny. People, I would say the same thing. People in powerlifting like to say that it's like, I'm elite because of this at this weight class. It's like, man, but you're a grown man. Like you got to get, a, you got to get your body weight. Wait. So you, can't, you can't weigh 145 pounds. Is, you can do something. Yeah, it's this, only impressive. This if will you, be controversial, but the market also dictates this. And it's like, you remember Demetrius Johnson? Yeah. Like, oh, Mighty Mouse, MMA? baby. He left the, the UFC because the interest in his weight class was so low. <laughs> what was he competing at? 135? But he's like, like no, maybe the, the greatest of all time, right? Possibly, right? Yeah. And to his credit, great anymore. fighter. But yeah. nobody gave a shit about his weight class because if an average guy off the street can walk in and do what you're doing, yeah. then who gives a fuck? <laughs> and I'm sorry if that... That doesn't sit Look, right with small people. Too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, go oh that's to, 181. Go to, go to Just Men as oh, well. Oh, shit. So Lily Lily competes in the 181 category? Yeah. Dude, she's a house. And I she, know. She, I do. When she was here in person. <laughs> she's a fucking house. Oh, my God. Shout out okay. to her if you guys so, don't know who she is. This is 181. Let's go to the 20th person and see what their total is. Fucking Scroll 18, over. 29. That was number 20. 18, 29. Point eight. Let's see the first person that's not in the 18. Shout out Chris Garcia. Go to, go to the one that they're 1730. Uh, you know what? This is also sorting 17, by dots. So no, no, 1730 the, right there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go by yeah. total. Change yeah. it to total instead of by dots. The last one there. I hate that there. bullshit. No, no. Uh, up there. See, so it's by yeah. dots. Go to by total. Who's the first person out of the 17, out of 1800? Just keep going. You got 1805. That's the crazy thing about powerlifting is the okay. numbers are pretty so tight. The four, okay. So this is my point. The four, number 41 in the world with a 1700 total at 181. So you have 181, 198, uh, 220. 308 308 plus that's five enormous differences in weight class and that person doesn't qualify under your standard however yeah i stand by what i said but imagine being somebody in the nba if you're the 41st best player in the nba you're making like 20 million dollars you're a superstar athlete but yeah but yeah this is a very different thing and there's how so all right because if, look, if we did by dots by all weight classes the 41st person is probably like we probably know their name at least right let's see let's see yeah that's a good that's let's that's let's, a good that's a good exercise actually let's see if we know the 41st person by dots by glossheimer what is that Dude, it's literally 43rd is Joe Sullivan. No, it's Edward. Oh, Edward Dolgov. <laughs> Never heard of that guy. All right, but okay, he's but clearly the, very strong. He competed he's Russian. Sullivan and 43rd yeah. is Stan, yeah, Stan Efferding. Efferding. Dude, Jeremy, Jeremy Hamilton. Hamilton. This like, is we know all these Andrew Huber. This is literally <laughs> the 41st best person in the world. Regardless of weight class, right? 100 total. Okay, but he's from Russia. That's why we don't know him. 
Yeah, yeah but probably. you if they're playing in the NBA, you know them. If they're playing in the NBA, you know them. If they're playing the NFL, you if know them. If they're playing the Russian basketball Britney Griner organization, <laughs> but they we don't know. If they're the 40, 41st <laughs> person in the world, you wouldn't know this person. They would be in the NBA. Yeah. Right? I get. So I don't know like where we, you're going with this. Um, what I'm saying is, we but get. We're a, not going to we, let you win. We yeah. get skewed. We get yeah. skewed. That's yeah. the whole point yeah. of this. It's yeah. like, let me tie up my thought experiment. Because the way that we think in powerlifting is, the guy who has the world record is the best, and everyone else is a bum. Go to the top. And it's a weird way that we think yeah. in this sport. We're, because it's not the case. Damn. Dude, look at that. Jawan Garrison is number 20. Like, you can go to the 200th Holy person, shit. probably, and they're putting up some wild numbers. You see let's that? Go, let's, see who, <laughs> let's see who 200, what 200 does. Dude, Joe Corsi. Yeah, he's a, I, he used to be coached by the guy that I was coached by. What's his total? Who he used to, but who, who was that? What, Man, uh, uh, dude, this guy, Justin the Dubs. 200 yeah, I used per- to be coached by him, too. Yo, the, no way. Yeah, hold on. This, is this like Nice Joe? Is dude. this Nice Joe? Yeah, Nice Joe. Nice Joe. Is number 200. Has a fucking 2,200 pound <laughs> yeah. total. He's 200th in the world. Wait, you used to be coached by Dubs? Dude, I worked out at Dubs Barbell for- Are you kidding me? Yeah, dude, shout out to Frank. Dude, and Justin's Justin a good dude. Dubs you're going down- He was my coach you're before You're going bass. on a trip down memory lane- I, yeah, we'll talk about that. Later. <laughs> yeah. But dude, we'll that is that. a and the but two, like look at this look at this number two number one ninety two is Rob Hall. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> These people are all freaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so get it's it. like you you kind of he still fits. Damn, Rob's best total is still twenty two thirty seven. Yeah. Really? I mean, these people. He's been out for a minute. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's crazy. Can we see the top twenty? Like you didn't. You didn't you let, let me tie up my uh, own. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tie it up while you're dude, gone, so you can't interrupt me. Where's uh, old Marcus Leone on ones. here? <laughs> sort by Marcus Leone. You can see me somewhere. Marxist. Marxist. Wow. Marxist. Serious Leone. Freudian problems, here, George. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I'm two fifteen. Damn, Joe's rated higher than me. Dude, 20, you were right twenty-two there, forty-eight though. nine. Twenty-two forty-eight. Damn, dude. All right, here's here's my point. While yeah, sorry, yeah. While, while Hayden's gone, he can't interrupt me again. My point here is this whole thought experiment was to expose the subjectivity of this. And like while one of while each of us had different opinions, yeah. The whole point of powerlifting is that it's very subjective, right? Like mm-hmm. these the, the amount of weight that you and I and and Hayden can move like what we each consider to be elite or advanced or whatever is completely subjective, right? Like there's no right or wrong answer to it, but at at the same time, at the very highest end of this sport, like we're looking through the top 200 and in that list of the top 200, we're seeing guys with thousand kilo totals, which by, I don't care who you are. If you're a thousand kilo total plus to me, the, the, the number the absolute number of 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 your total is most important hmm. to me. I consider a couple guys to be the best in the world ever. That includes Dan Bell. That includes Ed Cohen. That's because they were just absolutely, in terms of absolute pounds moved in a meet, they were the strongest ever. Yeah, I don't think about it in terms of dots. A lot of people do. If you look by open powerlifting, and George, could do you mind scrolling to the top of that and seeing who's number one in terms of dots? It's, it's is that men oh no no just do men and women 
What a mess. Damn, Tur- Yuri's still number two. Okay, my uh, point is, though... <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> I, t- every, I told every, you you were going to interrupt. Everything is subjective. Everything yeah. is... Hold on. Let me tie up the thought but experiment. But this is objective. No, 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 no. Okay. Me, I'm going through a subjective statistics. This though. is this thought experiment has a purpose. The whole reason I brought this up is to okay. prove to everybody that each of us gave different answers okay. while we're similarly in the ballpark. Right. The whole point of saying something is elite versus advanced versus beginner versus intermediate is that it's a, it's a subjective opinion. But the point right. is when you're looking at the scoreboard and if we're talking about the sport of powerlifting, we're not talking about casual you do the movements of powerlifting. If you are, if you want to consider yourself to be an advanced or elite powerlifter, and all of us mm-hmm. gave definitions by design, I knew we were all going to do that. Right. The point that I'm trying to make here is that there is no right or wrong answer to this. Damn, bro, you're at 2061. Well, yeah, bro. I mean, fuck. I'm <laughs> but a, that, I'm a that, light motherfucker. That, that, <laughs> That further proves my point that this is a subjective thing when each of us give a definition. So if Hayden gives a definition of what elite and what advanced is, and if if I was completely unfiltered, my definition of elite would be different. My personal definition of elite is an 800-pound squat, a 500-pound bench, and an 800-pound deadlift. Right. That's but I don't consider that for the masses. If I was saying what's elite in general, but to and to it's end, different. To be honest, I I would I would put my squat on the cusp of elite. I would put my you guys. What put was my, your best squat? Three, seven seven hundred. So that's. Incredible. I would put my I would have put my bench below, but you guys put it elite, and I would oh, put yeah. my that's elite, and I would put my my deadlift below. But I think we my, each hold ourselves to a different standard, and I think if anybody's listening to this podcast and if they're, if they watch your social right. media and they're looking at that post and they're offended, I think you need to take a step back. What each of us consider to be elite is different. What each of us consider to be advanced is different. If you want to consider yourself mm. to be one of the best power lifters in the world, and I can say this, I re- you know, I don't want to say I retired. My last meet was at number two in the world. Oh, you're still, you're going to, he's got the itch. He's going to do one. He's I told do you. One. All right. You guys hear it first. Hybrid's going to host another meet. It's in the works. Ooh. In my head. And in Hayden's head. There's going to be another hybrid meet. There's going to be another one. That's going to be my, my next meet. And Nate's next meet. And Hayden's next meet. If, if, if hybrid, oh, if you, sure. hybrid hosts a meet and you do it, I'll come do it. Hell yeah. All right. That's all I need to hear. You guys heard it here first. But. It's in the works. I do want to say that <clears throat> I think that powerlifting on both ends of the spectrum has a warped view. Because hmm. at what, as soon as you enter sort of like elite competition – like I said before, we think of the person who has the world record as being like, oh, that's the best person. And everybody after that sucks. And we just went through and the 200th person was Joe. Nice Joe. Shout out Nice Joe. Who, if you if you haven't met Nice Joe personally, you don't know him. But that's a guy. Very nice, right? That like the nicest. <laughs> Joe's the fucking man. <laughs> And if you don't know Joe, then you just, you know, 
fuck you. Yeah. Well, yeah, that also. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's like that's number 200 in the league of powerlifting, right? And if you're number 200 in like the NFL, you're probably a guy people who, who they know your name. You know, if yeah. it's it's oh my god, do you see who number eighteen is? Who's eighteen? Zahir. Oh, gang, oh my dude. god, dude, he's still got the top twenty spot. That guy is a fucking legend. Oh, number one in our hearts, though, dude. But he I is think the number one angry powerlifter of all time. I man. love him. Those old videos, Savage. those old like powerlifting. You know, motivations. The, the only guy <laughs> who's got a better angry video is that video of, and I'm gonna do a. A beautiful shout out to my coach Sebastian Oreb. If you guys don't follow when him, he whips the belt. Australian strength coach you on Instagram. Pull it up, Can we please sh- <laughs> listen? I Bass is the fucking best, and it's if you like, guys have never seen him, he's Australian a legendary strength coach. Strength coach. Belt. So there was a video that Bass put up from years ago, and he had the old base gym that you guys went to, right? Yep. And he I'm failed a deadlift, and he rips. It was he, right there, and then it went. It went away. Yeah. yeah. Oh, go to, oh, go to. There it is. No, 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 no. That wasn't it. Oh, I thought it was. So Sebastian is. I can. This is my personal opinion. I think he's one of the best strength coaches of all time, and he works a lot with very big, very strong powerlifters and strongmen. He has this amazing video of him failing a deadlift, and he just fucking rips the belt off and just tosses it across the gym, and he's just <laughs> Yo, screaming. If we had Steffi's uh, video of when she chucked her belt, that would rival it. Do you remember really? there for no, that? No, no. At the old gym, and then she... she I mean, I'm sure I was there for it. 99.9999999% of things in the gym are unbreakable. Right. But we had one thing in the gym. That could break if hit with enormous force. Wait, what? And it was it was the automatic wrap roller. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah. It was a thing that you could yeah, you yeah, put yeah. your wrap in it uh, and you push down this pedal and it, you can just pull against it and it wraps your wrap oh, cool. as tight as possible. Did she break that? Yeah. So she missed uh, no a way. deadlift and then she freaked the fuck out chucks it across the gym and oh, just okay. happens to hit this the only oh, shit. thing that could break that's us that's oh, us shit. holy shit that's the oh my god that's the first time thing and the thing just explodes <laughs> like it was unbelievable man i wish you could find this video it's it's probably one of the probably one of the best posts he's ever put up maybe it's on maybe. his instagram uh, but you have to scroll back. Yeah, I'd be so far. I wish it got clipped. Maybe it's like deadlift fail or something. Anyways, he's a beauty. But, okay. if you, you but know to go to my is? point, no. there's like oh, the, there's the two ends of, ends of the spectrum kind of, right? Like, I don't even know how we got there. You have the, the end that can't separate themselves from the elite. Yeah. And then you have the end that wants credit just for working hard, but they're kind of like the average Joe. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a middle ground of people who compete in powerlifting that, um, you know, can maybe be elite in some categories and not in others. And, you know, 
and and work hard and i'd probably put myself in that that middle category so i have no bias right so i hear what you say and i go well that's extreme because you're the most giant man yeah, ever. yeah. And, and by and, design and my go, opinion is extreme that's right the point of there's it. a certain there's definitely a bias there but the bias that at least you you can acknowledge whereas i think we talk about those people that are getting upset over not squatting 400 pounds and telling me I'm ridiculous. I'm like, you just might, might not ever be good. Uh, and that's, that's fine. Like you can try hard. You can enjoy something and participate in it and never be really good at it. Yeah. And as long as you enjoy doing that, just keep doing the thing. Yeah. Just don't come in. Don't come in Hayden Hayden Bo's comments <laughs> or anyone. Or anyone. So how how long do you think it would take you to get George squatting four hundred five? If all he cared about was squatting four hundred five, you put thirty you put thirty pounds on him. What did you say? Yeah, yeah. So you put, what's your background again? My dad is fifty five years old, and he lived exactly like him. What? You're Cuban and German, right? Yeah phenomenal yeah. your dad's the milkman bro he's got he's got a little bicep vein poking out of there so it's like a guy like that like two years george yeah. could squat 405 if he cared to do that right and i think most people just think there's no way you, there's no <laughs> can you hit a quick bicep flex for us you just it will, the camera will get my reaction do it do Please. a front double buy just a double buy i'll do pull, it pull, come on pull them both you gotta do like this, this. But you gotta pull. Oh, Come yeah, just pull, on, pull one out of pull one out of the sleeve and hit us with it. As you can't see it, but he's pretty fucking jacked. He is. He doesn't even try. He doesn't but, even try. But I, but I think that's what people miss is like no 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 with a with a good coach and if someone made you someone was there going come on you got another you got another like weekly then and I think I think it's like it's a good thing to tell someone that they're a beginner because it's like, no, no, no. This is to tell you how much you could accomplish if yeah. you really applied yourself. But don't you think that yeah. goes back to this kind of, I don't want to relate it to the book title, but it's the closest thing that's coming to mind. Like this coddling of the American mind. Or I whatever. read that book. Yeah. I've never read it. You're I doing just, great, I keep, sweetie. Huh? Yeah. You're doing great, sweetie. Thank like, you. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah, but the, that, but like, <laughs> it, I think if it comes to sports and like, this is not general life. Cause like, there's nothing wrong mm. with, like people glamorize entrepreneurialism and and like all three of us are business owners here so we can all relate to that but this idea that if you're in the world of athletics there's nothing that can be coddled about that you're if you're a competitive athlete mm. whether that's in weightlifting or powerlifting or sprinting or or bodybuilding like there is number one and there's everyone else right like yeah. you cannot go and compare yourself to Dan fucking Bell or Ed Cohn. Right. No. Like, unless or you are a very small handful of people, yeah. if you are to compare yourself and call yourself elite in that world, if you are in the sport of powerlifting, for example, like, if you are not coming close, like, can we agree weight, weight, weight that class a 2,000 pound total is elite, period? A hundred percent. Period. But... Does John Hack have a two thousand pound total? I think so. More than that, right? Yeah, yeah I think okay. he did twenty two something. My point here is that if you're if you're a competitor and you are 
if you truly understand what that word means, if you identify yourself as a competitor, if you want to go into the world of powerlifting, I hate to say it, and this is probably going to ruffle some feathers, but nobody's going to give a fuck about you mm-hmm. if you're outside of this top whatever discernible number yeah. we're talking like 200 or 50 or 100 like even less look i love joe but like we said people people outside of powerlifting don't know joe yeah. it's like you, you kind of we do because he's strong as fuck super nice and he's the nicest guy on planet earth why <laughs> that's why he's nice joe yes certainly but you know it's like unless powerlifting is so discriminant that you literally need to be in the top like, 10. No, if you watch, about. yeah, if, you have to be up there or you have to be in the top something and have another <laughs> shtick, right? Yeah, yeah like, that's the thing. Just, right? just on the merit of your lifts, you do absolutely have to be, and then you can be, you can have some, some type of character well, or think, be funny or be hot. And, or, and, or, or have, Jesus, don't open that rabbit hole. Let's just shut that shit down a, real quick. A business that you yeah, build. Sure. You know, yeah. I think that even I can be somewhat proof of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was in the whatever thousand, you know, place. You're number 2,000, but number one on the business charts. There hey. you go. So it's like, you know, if you walk the walk, you can definitely do stuff in powerlifting. Yeah. But you have to prove yourself in a very different way than you do in other sports. Where it's like if you just get in the NBA or you get in the NHL or you get in the NFL, you can just like start some prospect school, you know, yeah. and ride that out for the rest of your days. Where it's like you really got to – this is a niche sport. So you yeah. got to really prove yourself in a different arena if you want to do something here. Yeah, I think that I think that the, it's so accessible, and that's the beautiful aspect of both weightlifting and powerlifting. It's like yeah. I have such a love for both sports, but it's a double-edged sword because people get it misconstrued. Just because you do the movements does not mean that you're good at the movements, and beyond that, it doesn't mean that you're elite. Right. If you go, if you go watch any of the last two or three years of competitive powerlifting, there's certain names that continue to pop up that you continue to tune into and you continue mm-hmm. to watch them because they're the best of the best. I don't think anybody should get that misconstrued. If you were to draw a parallel to like, let's say the UFC, like you will be watching the prelims. You'll be watching lesser title fights or lesser main card events. Like, like the one we went to recently, Raul Rosas Jr. It was a wild show. He was yeah. on the main card, but that doesn't make him one of the best lightweights out there right i think he's a lightweight competitor but my point here is that accessibility does not equal success or does not guarantee you any place of notoriety who's your mcgregor in powerlifting right now my mcgregor yeah i'll, I'll get both yours and they'll give you mine <sighs> wow so like the connotation of mcgregor is a lot of things because at one point he was the best of the best i have one just and then there's, who's there's got the, all the heat? Who's gonna sail into the sunset because they've built a good business? You know they're checking all the boxes. I have no clue, dude. Oh, I have an easy one in my mind. Can, can but I want to set up. You straw man me. I well, not really, because I'm interested. I don't in know. I don't know who I would consider to be. There's like, an easy one. There's an layup answer. I think. Tell me. Well, I want. I, yeah, do one first. Both of you guys. Is it somebody in the top 50? I, I have no idea. 
Is it hack? It doesn't have to be tested or untested. Is it hack? Is it is it? Uh, no, I think hack is a purist power lifter. Who's the the get better? Russell Orhi. That's my guy. Mm, really? I think that guy has it figured out. Yeah, I think so too. Because he he doesn't have to be number one in the world. He's just he's built such a good business. He acumen. also is in the tested side oh, of things. He's a freak. Uh, but he's doing the whole thing, dude. He's showing Some up. Some people and don't like him, though. Sh- but good. That, then they're still going to watch. only one person I know. But... You know? He's showing up in the <laughs> the, the Gucci. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Okay. I, I see it. In, uh, the, in the fur coats. He's, did you have a different answer? The, dude, Derek Thistlethwaite. Death group Derek. Oh, that's Death That Grim guy has a shtick that he, yeah. he, he, he's... By the way, how old is he again? So he... I mean, you could look on there, but twenty-one going on forty. I mean, he's maybe twenty-three <laughs> now. No, he yeah. Are you fucking he, joking he, me? He, yeah, so he's I'm a fucking twenty-five man, though. A little younger than me. <laughs> I yeah. looked at that mustache and I thought he was pushing thirty. Yeah, yeah dude. Man. but he, you can pull up pictures or he's posted see, pictures can, of when he George, was like can you seventeen, do his Instagram? looking Death like thirty. Grip. Derek. Like, yeah, Derek's a fucking beauty. He's got a yeah. mustache to rival an empire killer. Yeah. So, but he he, he talks it, dude. I. Like I tell people all the time, I wouldn't want it. he'd hurt my feelings. I like, if I got in a feud with says, him, like I'm he not. He says I am the smoke. I'm not prepared for that. Is yeah. he married? You say he's 23. He's married. Yeah, dude. Yeah, she's a little. She's probably 27. Trends a hell of a drug. Him, but him, him and his girl, they ride motorcycles. They yeah, ride. look at that fucking he's mustache. All, look at he's all about guns. You said he's 23. Yeah, dude, bro. he made this. He Shut made this himself. He made this he's thing like, himself. He like riveted them together. So. <laughs> you're telling me that guy's 23 years yes, old yeah. yes bro and he is so i was just at this meet and how does he have a mustache dude, dude. animal dude. i was at this meet and and <laughs> shane hunt was there fucking shane haller was there and nobody you talk to shane by the way <laughs> look at what yeah 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 we're, shane's we're a cool. beauty yeah yeah shane's man. a beauty so, so nobody at the entire meet has the the traps the fucking arms the quads of this guy how, in how person tall is he? Uh, not six, maybe five eleven. Oh my god! Uh, two forty-two. You know how there's like those guys you you go up to in the bar and you're like, you you're like you think you could mess them up, but then you're like, I don't know if they know jujitsu. This and guy he does. He, he is the most enormous person in the world and also knows jujitsu. Right, bro. Eight eighty-five last <laughs> yeah. warm up. Yeah, pull up. You've go, never heard of this go, guy? Go, Are you serious? Of course, I've heard go of him. Oh, okay. Go to the title. I didn't know he was twenty-three recent. years old. Uh, that one in the middle, right there. That's uh, it's like oh. nine thirty. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. Uh, Johnny Kaufman helped him nine twenty-five. Four hundred and twenty kilos, and he. Shout out Johnny and Nabil. He's he's 23 years old. Dude, and this guy pulls no punches. Yeah, bro. Just completely says whatever the fuck he thinks 100% of the time. But he's 23 and he can deadlift 420 kilos? And he's got a mustache like that? He's got a mustache. Yeah, but his whole presence makes you respect him like he's 45, you know? Yeah, man. And so he, he, uh... he must slay the puss. He's married. He's married, dude. I know what I said. <laughs> he's he's a tradi- well, he's a traditionalist. His he's wife a, must love he's him. He's a traditional um, man. I respect that. Jesus. I mean, how is he twenty three and can do this? I don't know. It's really annoying. And he's got a beautiful mustache. Derek, oh, yeah. if you if you hear us, I don't know if you can hear us. Maybe you hear us when this comes out, but we'd like <laughs> you to come mustache. here and come on the show. 
Yeah, dude. Let yeah, us I know. Think he's, we'll, br- I th- we'll bring you out. We'll pay for doing... all your uh, your flight and accommodations. <laughs> Come out here, say some wild shit. You might be doing the American. Bring Pro. the mustache. Oh, that's in Virginia, right? Oh, is it? I thought it was here. Never mind. You know what's funny? We had a couple people. Not. Right, rephrase that. We didn't have a couple of people. There was a couple of people that I saw, like uh, Andy Huang and a couple other folks that mm. they did a podcast, and they were all talking about how they didn't like doing meets in Miami. Okay, dude. Well. I for somewhat silly this. reasons, do you? Go, Dude, yeah, go they're on. They were basically they said that there was boys. too much traffic and it was too con- just too long to drive places. It's expensive. Uh, I'd love to have Andy on to talk about it. Dude. because i actually like andy he's a super nice dude yeah and he he did it with one of my favorite instagram personalities chad penson uh, you yeah. follow him no <laughs> but i know but i know he, he was the guy that before was, was must really. follow that guy's instagram because the shit that people he, he does these anonymous like the q uh, yeah. yeah anonymous q a things but the shit that people write on chad penson's instagram q a's are Mind blown. They actually hey, bro, make me lose George, my entire faith. Disturbed. Go to the third post in, right there. In humanity. I oh, can't. Yeah. The, the, oh, the yes. women that respond on his thing, I'm like, I cannot believe women Dude, think this there way. Were, I saw one recently where a girl literally said that they snuck out in the middle of their night from their boyfriend's house, fucked it. another dude. Oh, right. Yeah, Ron Hall used to do that type of <laughs> And went back to the boyfriend. What is this? There's 848. So easy. This guy is so, so much easy. stronger than me, it pisses me off. It was wow. his second attempt, and then he just. His website is called DerekProbably.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, this guy's an absolute beauty. My buddy Jose thinks very highly of him. He's Mr. America. How is he this strong? It's uh, it's this is I'm looking at his claws, but it's, it's pretty strong. it's pretty crazy. Offensively strong. He posted a video on prep of doing six fifty when that was like my last heavy single, and he's just on like, what ding ding on squat. Uh, just ding, ding, he does it I'm all on sleeves, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he started out in wraps and then basically like did one sleeved meet, broke the all time world record, and Fuck then you, Derek. and then uh, Jamal took it from him. Oh, well, that's fair. So he competes at two twenty. Or 242. Uh, 242, yeah. So he walks around like 250 something. Oh, so he's a big and cuts boy. a little bit. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> Insane. Fuck off with that mustache and that strength. Yeah. That's unbelievable. This kid's a beauty. He is, go to the he third, is like, go to the deadlift. He's the, the epitome of what America doesn't want to identify as a man right now he's like fucking right. guns motorcycles fucking being he's tough a, he's a man but he's also married 887 yeah well that's well that also that goes in line yeah no it's beautiful that goes in line with that whole thing man yeah man have y'all seen this new thing the the hashtag trad wife what what's that oh man so what's it's just, uh just say trad wife like hashtag trad wife What's it's that? like a new thing that that girls are doing being like hey i'm like a stay-at-home girlfriend like mother like oh, very yeah. like 1950s-esque like girls will be posting in like floral dresses and just be like so my man's at work right now so i'm making sure to like clean the house and make dinner for him and stuff. And <sighs> gotta guy, be bored and guys are going crazy for it bro i dude i, I wouldn't ca- i kind of dig it if i'm not oh gonna my lie. gosh really? because yeah. it's like it's the opposite of everywhere they've been going you go Oh shit! So 
I could just go out and work my ass off for 12 hours a day. And then I would come home and like dinner and a but girl think, that's not like stressed out about her own shit that's going on. She's just like, Hey, I've just been like yeah. going to the gym. Well, and going to the gym I think that the, that came as a product of the pushback against the whole feminist movement. Yeah. That I think is kind of anti-woman in a sense where they're like, you have to be like a man and do all these different things. And then we've totally discounted the fact that being a stay at home mom is like a completely difficult and enriching job. Oh, dude, could you imagine being a mother? Well, people look down on on being a stay at home mom now like, oh, you're a stay at home mom, like you're a bum. And I yeah. think the pushback on that is people trad wife is this trad well, I, wife? I don't think you need to yeah dress yourself like a stay-at-home mom yeah, from like the show mad extra. men but you can just <laughs> <laughs> but you can just be a woman that is a, a stay-at-home mom and be totally you know that's a meme on the left you can be totally valid in your experience and do something very valuable well, like, i don't i don't think that it makes you any more of a woman is that the right way to phrase this? More or less. Yeah, it's just more like less, yeah. if you want to have a job and compete in corporate America, that's great. But if you want to be a stay-at-home mom, the fact that people are like thinking that's a less than experience, I don't really yeah. fuck with that. I, if you have, if imagine you have two, raising kids, holy shit. Two, that's... two girls come I'd up way to you. I'd way rather have my significant other raising my children with my ideals around them the majority of the time, you know? Yeah. Two Take, girls. Taking care of that, like taking care of the house is a, is a job, you know, I've been single. I've been in a relationship. Well, this I've is had coming minutes. from somebody who lives in a 10,000 square foot house. <laughs> it's more to take care of. <laughs> I'm just more... kidding. <laughs> don't, Hayden don't... does not live in a 10,000 <laughs> square foot house. <laughs> no. One day. But two girls it... come up to you and, and one goes, I'm a bad bitch. I got a, I got a business. I got a only fans. I make my Whoa. own money. I make my own. And then another girl goes, hey, in equal there's, there's looks, certainly a middle ground. Another there. girl goes, hey, I would love to just like take care of your stuff. And then when we have kids, I'll take care of them. It's well, like anybody who think... says they have an OnlyFans, like that's probably a. <laughs> I'm going to shut myself Okay, maybe off. Only, OnlyFans aside, maybe. I don't think that's a good opening line, is it's... all I'm going to say. Okay. I no, think the... but some of them do. Some of them, they go, I make they my do, own they do. Like, yeah. It's yeah. a big thing now. If you see any of those like really popular uh conservative based podcast if you yeah. look at like the whatever podcast yeah or um what's the other one fresh and fit, fresh and fit. Yeah, or fresh any and of fit. those and you see the girls that they bring on they wholeheartedly have an agenda that is i think not good for society based on promiscuity based on like all these different things and i won't go too deep into it but and I don't necessarily have an opinion one way or the other. It's like if you want, if if a girl, you know, wants to have a career and do her thing, and like that's great. But if if there is uh, a, a if you uh, as a man can provide for for your family and have the opportunity to have your girlfriend or wife be in in the house and taking care of the kids 100 percent of the time and that's something they want to do i don't think that should be looked down on yeah where i think no. but i think that it is right now which is interesting it's like 
I think that the and I always use this like, term like when I talk a career, about a career woman will think less of a stay-at-home mom in this day and age. I think, yeah. when let, I, let, I don't think that's. Let's fair. put a disclaimer on this. I think none of us are women. I think we should probably have a qualified female. Can we say that? Qualified uh, female to make an opinion on that. You might get canceled. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know what the the terms are now. Born female, or let's just say that we got our significant others to sit in the hot seat and give yeah. their opinion on this because that could be very interesting because they're both mm. uh heavily invested in their careers, but also I don't know if they identify with that whole line of thinking. But I think as men, we probably have a different perspective than a lot of women would, of course. But it's it's weird, right? Because we're gonna, we're gonna tread into some socio-political topic here but i think it's very easy to give the opinion on that kind of stuff but the reality is it's like a very very nuanced conversation and the way that certain people in the media and podcast space portray it is not as not 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 the same way i think that a lot of women would but I think over there, there certainly seems to me like my personal opinion on it is like some people and they make a very big stink about this, like in the the media space is that seems like this, like an overcompensatory, overcompensatory way of dealing with like the masculine workplace that's occurred over the last hundred, 200, 2000 years, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And overcompensation does not mean like we're in an equilibrium like i think that there's like clearly like there is a place for both men and women in every role in society but there's also a place for just men in a lot of roles like how dare you how dare i war trash man bricklayers carpenter and like that's not saying anything negative about the other sex it's just like I don't think you're going to see a lot of people, a lot of women putting tiles on a roof. And that's fine. And that's not saying they can't. It's just like, I'm just observing. Like I've seen a lot of roofs done in my day. Well, uh, most people who end up in that position to begin with are not like growing up being like, I'd like to be a redhead roofer in July. Uh-huh. You know? Bill like, What's he saying? Yeah, what the yeah, fuck yeah, does yeah. that mean, Nate? <laughs> a redhead roofer in July. Dude. He's you know, attacking our like people. I, I feel very attacked right now, don't yeah, you? Yeah, man. You don't I'm, know I'm me. Like a, <laughs> I, got, I have a red beard. I have a red beard. Yeah. Oh, come on. That doesn't put you in the red hair dude, gang like you us. Been, you haven't been through what you, we've you been seen through. what we've seen. Dude, I got, t- I got told off to by a, a... Your la- beard doesn't even look that red. Just wait till I get in the sun. Dude, it's just You've seen, You know me. Just see me in the sun. I got the worst sunburn in my life because of you. I got yelled at the other other day and someone mm. called me a this this woman who i had a parking altercation <laughs> with <laughs> called me a dirty ginger are you kidding uh, me i swear yeah. so where did you so somebody I, called you a dirty ginger, a dirty ginger. for us <laughs> what the fuck i laughed we're redheads <laughs> i was just like i don't know what you're talking about but dirty, can i see your hair my hair my hair is yeah. my hair is chestnut brown yeah you've got a beautiful mahogany Strong. hairdo yeah but my my beard does have a lot of red in it 
Do yeah, they? but like not to the point where people look at us right. and they say we're going to hell because we're ginger. Right. Dude. I mean, it's, it's kind of the one ethnicity that you can just like go in on and then people just like go on about that. Well, yeah, but you you and I have sidestepped it. You're just like, you know what? You're not going to say shit to us. Right. Well, you have the, the Jewish card. <laughs> So no one can say anything to you. <laughs> I'm like, stru- you, strawberry blonde. Nobody, you strawberry can't tell blonde. that I'm Jewish. You can't just look at me and say like, oh, no, and your last name's Leone, so no one knows. Right. But but just on the surface. Although I do say Marcus Leone and people go Marcus Lemonis from that show. <laughs> what show? The, oh, dude, it's the like prophet. The, the prophet. He's like, he's like pretty famous. You never seen him? No. Lemonis? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh another i get that another jewish is he i mean i think you're so. just assuming I'm his just religion assuming, I'm assuming <laughs> dare you his religion it's despicable his religion or his race are you are you are you of the jewish faith i don't have hebrew tatted on my oh, arm for no reason brother yes yeah, so i'm jewish Okay. Yes, today. Dude, is I have the redhead in me deep. I got the redhead and the blonde. You don't. I got the. Bl- I got <laughs> yeah, the. Dude, you don't. I got the blonde this tattoo. Is brown. Dude, that's brown. That's not blonde. Look at me. Look at him. Be part of our club. Look, look at us, <laughs> bro. I'm Scottish back in the day. Does it make you a redhead? You just. You just have Canadian descent. Listen, bro, man. I hate to break it to you, but nobody's looking at your beard and screaming redhead. I know you want to be oppressed. And you want to be part of an oppressed group? Yeah. Then you can convert. Are the Finnish oppressed? No. Damn only it. by the Russians. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're only I think the Finns are only oppressed by the Russians, and that's they're doing okay. I they're think doing they say, fine. They say the Irish were like the most enslaved. Hey, I'm part people of Irish. In, uh, yeah, the Irish. My were grandmother's certainly. Irish. Oh, they're dude, gang, dude. That's there you go, dude. That's where the red <laughs> comes from. You guys are doing fine. You weren't massacred or anything. There's no Holocaust yeah. in Ireland. Yeah. Was I mean, there? I'm not going to compare oppression, okay? Some people do that, though. And I'm joking. Like, obviously, guys, please, if you're listening, I'm <laughs> kidding here. But, like, some people seriously they will do. try to, like, play a- the oppression card oh yeah like it's a big thing my right people now. were more oppressed than yours <clears throat> yeah like well i just ordered a white, your hill I, I ordered a white privilege card and it's like was it <laughs> george <laughs> it i'm was, gonna see if it works or not oh my God. it's like it just, wasn't it's, just, it's a social experiment it wasn't you though it was your like it wasn't even your parents it was like yeah. Or not, depending or on not, where you came from. Or not, depending on where you came from. But bro, it's probably multiple generations. You know, I mean, I think, I think, anti-Semitism is one of the like very current things that do happen, and there aren't like yeah. And honestly, like I, I, anybody who listens, like I do bring it up sometimes, and I do it for a very specific reason. Like, my grandparents left Italy because literally like I mean, this is not a joke like, my family was taken to death camps like mm-hmm. this is my grandparents right like so their mm-hmm. family i consider them my family but their family was taken to death camps they were murdered like that's the reason my family left italy and the reason i bring it up still to this day and the reason i keep that jewish identity is because there is a ton of anti-semitism in the world and it yeah. just keeps popping up and keeps popping up and like I feel like it's my duty to carry that cultural identity with me. Yeah. Like I have it. There's a reason I got this. This is a, a, it's a. Who did you get that with? You, Parker. me, Parker, and Jordan. <laughs> just they just got it randomly with me. But it was it's a saying in Hebrew from the Torah, and that's the Old Testament of yeah. the Christian Bible. But Familiar. the uh, 
what it says is 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 insignificant. The reason I got it here is because it's a very similar place to a lot of Holocaust survivors when and, and, and people that died in the Holocaust, they had an identification mark tattooed on their arm forcibly by the Nazis. And anti-Semitism is one of those weird things that just has stuck with society. And I'm glad you brought it up. It's 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 a very scary thing. It, it's happening more and what's, more and more. What's the word that your people use? I can't remember what it what it is, but it's like we're going to work together no matter what kind of thing. It's like there's a word for it and it basically means no matter what, even if someone's more qualified, I'm going to choose the Jew. <laughs> I don't know. It um, starts with an H. But but I mean that's kind of that's It's kind a of... thing though, right? It's like you, it, it's part being part of the tribe. Yeah, I, I've never heard a word for it, but there oh, is. I'm gonna look it up for the next pod. And yeah. there's a thing. There's a thing. I'm curious. Yeah. And I think people do like because it's if it's possible to be one of the most constantly oppressed people in history over a long period of time and still be very successful across the board. It really hurts a lot of people's arguments for oppression yeah. and their claims to, oh man, yeah. it's so tough. And it's I, like, man, you don't know how tough it was for some people and they still. Yeah. I mean, it's not me. Like, like yeah. my life's been great, you know, like, and I've made it a point to, to wear my heritage very proudly. Like, not that I'm like a devoutly religious person. Like I don't go to temple every week. I don't do that. I've been bar mitzvahed like, and I very, very wholeheartedly identify with my faith. I, 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 but that doesn't, that doesn't necessarily translate into the same historical argument that people have. And I guess my, my point is like I wear I wear the heritage proudly because there is still so much anti-Semitism out there in the world. It's it's just truly fucking bizarre to me. Like I've been all over the world. You know, like I've been to mm -hmm. Arab countries. I've been to the Middle East. I've been to China and Tibet and Korea and all these places in Japan. Like. It's weird to me that there is still a large group of people out there that continue to think that Jews are the cause of their problems. And, and I mean, they're not, it's not a large group. I have a question for you. Okay. In the interesting one. Okay. I think. So in the spaces that Jewish people have like a stronghold on, entertainment, banking, whatever, do you think that people like Kanye have a valid complaint? And not to say that, like, obviously he said a lot of things that were completely off color. Mm. I'm not saying that. But I I feel like if you look at the undertones of what he was saying, he was like, I got in wrong with one Jewish person. If I can read, like, kind of <laughs> under his schizophrenia. Yeah, I know what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like yeah. he got black by, blackballed by all of the people who are Jewish in that space because of the way he behaved and the way he wronged certain Jewish people. You don't, do you think there's any validity in that, that like Jewish people kind of stick together? And it's like, if, if you're, if you're my guy, right. Yeah. Like in, in our lives, right. If yeah. somebody wrongs you. Right. And then comes to me and I'm like, Oh, well you had, 
my friend has a really bad experience with you. Yeah. So I'm not going to work with you. Do you think that that's something that happens in that industry that's way more widespread because it's because yeah, but I don't think of... it's based on religion. It's not like Jewish people have like a fucking secret clubhouse we all go to and be like, can you can you believe what this this guy's you know like no it's it doesn't work like that. I think that I think the way that historically banking mm-hmm. and entertainment industries and things like that have become dominated by and I I don't know the statistics behind this so forgive me if i'm misquoting but the way that those industries have become predominantly run by jews is because like banking for instance historically people of the christian faith were not allowed to lend money and make interest on it so jews did that right it's like part of christianity forbid people in in ancient history and this is thousands of years ago from lending money and 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 charging interest for it so jews we're allowed to become bankers. So because of our oppression, my people's oppression historically, and this is not fucking me or anything, but like historically speaking, a lot of Jewish people ended up in the banking industry because they were allowed to, because Christians weren't allowed to lend money and make interest. So there's, there's that historical precedent. If you guys aren't aware of that, it's that's, that's real. Um, And as far as entertainment goes, it's, it's, in the early days of the entertainment industry, you know, movies were not looked as a respectable profession. You know, feature films were not looked on. As, really? Being an actor was not I looked on that. as a, a, a respectable profession. So the people that ended up being the forerunners, you know, uh, Meyer, uh, MGM, right? It's like Metro Goldwyn Meyer, like the, the Jewish forerunners of the entertainment industry, that was not considered to be some respectable profession back in the day so honestly the question is is off base because not your question but the question in general it's like why jews yeah right that's the question that's the cultural zeitgeist like you know jews control the banking industry it's like well they weren't allowed to do anything else back in the day because other faiths forbid them from from participating in a lot of normal activities like why are they in the garment making industry it's like they weren't allowed to do much else Mm. you know why are they in the banking industry it's like well christians weren't allowed to lend money for interest and they just crushed it dude and then let's talk about the the over representation of the jews on the high end of the iq bell curve right can we talk about that sure is is the I don't, I, don't know. I don't know anything about that. I don't but know you, the you numbers exactly, me. but you know the way the way statistics work. It's like, well, all of the uh, let's see, all the most violent people, uh, men and women in the middle, are about the same violence level. But all of the most violent people are men. The variance is very small, but on the end, so all the people in prison are men, pretty mm-hmm. much. Right, and so it's like the iq distribution in the averages among you know the different uh you know cultures the different ethnicities all these things is looks pretty normal but then on the very far end the high end of the spectrum you see over representation in groups one of which is the jews and so you see things like just in i don't know so just being no go so being intelligent i mean yeah, my, go go so go go i sent you a picture of uh of the the yarmulke or you called it a kippa 
Yeah, there's there's different words. Yeah, yeah, I just call it a yarmulke, but it's also called a keeper. Yeah. Yes. So so my good friend, well done. good one. Well done. Uh, <laughs> I did eight years of Judaism. Oh, yeah. nice, nice. He's an honorary <laughs> member of the tribe at this point. I also, I mean, Seinfeld. Yeah. Seinfeld. <laughs> so so my good friend who whose bar mitzvah I went to, um, his dad was a was a landscaper, and. There are a lot of, in Texas, there are a lot of people that are landscapers, right? But he had his wife pull out her teacher's pension and put all of the money into his landscaping business. And he does landscaping for a bunch of commercial properties in town and built it into this bigger yeah. yeah. And so it's just like, man, there's, there's, and maybe it's the networking of, of the Jews as well, right? It's like the guy that owns, but there, there's an intelligence component to that as well of just like and there's a lot of people that could start landscaping businesses and just like it just doesn't happen for them and then this guy like i think he had some good ideas about some things that he really yeah i i think when when you see it over and over again the successful business it's like there there's something to that so you're saying there's like uh an argument for the tribalism there i think i think there's a few things at work i think there's the an some sort of intelligence, some sort of IQ component. I think there is an argument for the tribalism. And I think you hit several of those things together and you have. Let me tell you my you experience with it, at least. Yeah. Um, like, I can't say that there's like this explicit tribalism. Like, you don't just go up to people like, you know, as a Jew, like, I don't. Can I tell you something <laughs> it's, it's, to what? the contrary? Like when someone tells me they're Canadian, there's tribalism there. You're like, oh, yeah, dude, no, no. Up. right. Yeah. So I'm like, I wouldn't if say it's ex- said, I'm as like, explicit. I think it's certain sects of Judaism because people don't look at the different. There's, there's nuances, right? Because there's a lot of people that you would look at and like they wear um, the talus or they're, yeah. they're wearing like the traditional Hasidic garments. Like they're gonna wear some of the. Is there a differ and continue with what you're saying? But is there a divergence between uh, Avkanashi and what's the other one? No, because that's uh, more of origin based. Juice? But I think nowadays, like where you could go and pick out like very ex- or at least uh, visually apparent Jews would be the more conservative ones or the more Hasidic ones or the ones wearing. I, I don't. <laughs> this is terrible. I don't even know the name of it, but they're wearing these. Uh, the tassels the tassels right so it's it's part of their it's part of their faith and their their devotion to the religion right i I don't follow that sect but they see it as just a different relationship with god and it's actually like i've prayed with a bunch of them it's really cool uh i've i've put on the uh fuck the word is escaping me right now but it's it's cool because i've actually reconnected with my faith a little bit through doing that but i don't i don't think it's as explicit because most jews in america are reformed jews most jews in europe are reformed jews and i think there's a reason for that that? what's that mean reformed jew um it's like a more casual adherence to the faith like dress is a little bit less you're not wearing the kippah every day like the would it be the same way that like christian people would be like i celebrate christmas and easter and those things no 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 because the the observation of the holidays is different i think it's more of like your devotion to the high holidays to the sabbath to uh following some of the more devout aspects of judaism i I don't think it's as as apparent and people that consider themselves to be reformed jews because like the reformed judaism is you know you know you're not as adherent to the dress 
like if you go to New York, right? Like Brooklyn's like this, I think the area around Brooklyn and some of the areas in New York are the single greatest concentration of people of the Jewish faith outside of Israel. The jewelry more districts. Than, more the... than South Beach? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Definitely. Yeah, because there's entire insanely devout Jewish communities oh, wow. and Hasidic Jews and people that consider themselves to be more on the Hasidic side, more conservative side. And I, I guess my point here is like, it's not as explicit, right? And and there's definitely, uh, there's definitely a, an element of tribalism involved in the religion, but like, you know, there's not like, uh, you go up like, are you Jew? I'm Jew, we'll do business <laughs> together. Like, I think there is in certain aspects of the religion, but definitely not, as explicit as people in pop culture make it seem or the conspiracy theorists make it seem like it's not like there's some Jewish banking cartel running the world. Like yeah. if there's a fucking, if there's a meeting that has involved running the world and the profit distributions from it, I haven't been invited. So I hate to break it to you guys, but Are you just a bum. Um, yeah, maybe I'm too much of a bum. <laughs> yeah, Ouch. You gotta be a lizard no, I person. Be a to be <laughs> I think you'd be a the meetings. <laughs> We know some people who think about that. <laughs> no, it's just, you know, like, I think if you want to be real about it, you know, for thousands of years, they've just been killing Jews. Yeah. They just continuously try to to, to murder them. You yeah. know, like the Holocaust was this, uh, a, a very pronounced instance of it. And like, if you ever get the chance to learn more and read books about it, like it's this. It's more horrific than people even realize. Yeah. You know, like if you ever go see a death camp in person, like it's it's the worst thing you could ever see. Like I went to Berlin, I saw the Holocaust Memorial I, I there. I did that too. You saw it in Berlin? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. It's Well, as a non-Jew, what the most the thing that it, I mean, obviously I took in the gravity of that whole mm. situation. Aside from that, I don't even want to say it. It seems so light compared to it. I give you permission. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, everybody walks their dogs off leash. <laughs> the nerve. And they're all, uh, I'm sorry. The nerve I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I could never say this. In no, that's context. a good thing. Their but dogs are well trained in Europe. They're unbelievable. Unbelievably well trained. Unbelievable. Dude, I was looking at You're right. You're right. I was like They're so well trained there. I was walking around and the first little bit I was like, okay, you know. They follow them everywhere. Smart dogs, Labradors, you know, German Shepherds, whatever. You see a Yorkie. And I have a Frenchie. (laughs) Oh yeah. I have a Frenchie. No Yorkies in Europe, dude. And I know how fucking indiscriminate and how uncaring they are. I'm going to piss while you guys are... Yeah, yeah. And so I'm at the street corner and this Frenchie is just the most obedient Frenchie I've ever seen. He's just standing there all stoic. (laughs) And the guy starts walking and the Frenchie doesn't even move. And he goes, come. And then it starts walking with him. And I'm like, oh my god interesting man this is unbelievable so do they all send them off to like camps like like obedience camps do you think or is it no just, I, I they, don't i don't think so they i think do it's it cultural because like, i had a german short-haired pointer yeah i my roommate had one for two years <clears throat> fucking lunatic yeah absolute insane dogs yeah. like unbelievable for what they're bred for yeah but 
I had this dog and me and my ex, we were looking at like all the different, like comparing dogs, what we want. Right. And it was like high energy. We're like, oh, we're high energy. Like, you know, <laughs> like we work out, yeah. we, you know, we do all sorts of stuff. So we're high energy. So that's no problem. And we went through the other criteria and we're like, okay, yeah, that, that seems like fitting. I, I bought this dog from a breeder that's called and if you want anyone who's listening a beautiful hunting dog this is the place to get it it's called best gun dogs (laughs) and this is where i got my dog from and they sent me this dog and my experience initially was terrible so I show up to the airport. I go, Hey, there's a, the, I'm picking up my dog and they go, there's no, there was no dog on this flight. <laughs> and I go, well, there's like a living thing yeah. that's unaccounted for. I'm here to get my dog. I've paid a bunch of money for oh. it. Like, where is it? That was yeah. life changing. It took like a day and a half for them to figure it out. It was some off base thing ended up getting the dog it missed the layover in chicago and was just left in its cage like shitting itself i ended up finally getting the dog and it was so scared oh like it was the cutest thing ever (laughs) whatever i it ended up wearing up to us in like an hour and who's this dexter oh when i find when i got him you still have him i lost him in uh in a breakup but he he was my boy for (laughs) for a long time he uh so i i got this dog and had no idea what i was in for yeah when i initially got him i was living in uh an apartment like a (laughs) one-bedroom apartment and Needless to say, he wreaked havoc yeah. on the, on that place. I ended up getting a second dog, which is the dog that I have now. Frenchie. The Frenchie. Yeah. That, like, sort of entertained him because my ex at the time was um, in grad school. So she was, like, occupied. So it was just me and this wild dog yeah. <laughs> for, like, 10 hours a day. And yeah. it was like it's taking me four hours to do one hour of work yeah because this dog's wild but whatever fast forward a few years we end up moving to a house the house marcus was talking about and i had to buy uh a honda ruckus like nice. a motorized scooter yeah yeah familiar to just attach him to <laughs> so i put his leash on the scooter yeah and just rip him around for like literally we do like 10 miles a day <laughs> just to like to burn this guy out and he was crazy but um how do we Dexter get Dexter was so sweet when uh, he was a puppy he, he was the sweetest dog but also a fucking lunatic yeah my my roommate had one and we would just uh she would I guess when I got there she's probably six months old but we would just take her in the backyard and and we would like hit golf balls it's just kind of a like frat house type thing like we would just hit golf balls in the backyard she would chase them we would chase her around like whatever which was all fun until we had taught her 
oh, when we try to come at you, run. Because that's the game we're playing. So when she would like get really out, she would get out in the front yeah. yard, and then she'd be like, "Oh, we're playing, we're playing the game where I run." And we would just spend hours running around the neighborhood trying, trying to, to catch her. Yeah, dude, my my biggest scare was uh, there's a period of time where so my 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 girlfriend now has a, an Australian Shepherd. Yeah, and I kept riley my french bulldog from the last relationship so i would have her at her parents place when i was like long story going to and from miami to boca but the dogs would be in boca and they were they backed onto a golf course in boca okay so I don't know if you've ever seen anything about golf courses in Florida, but there's alligators. a lot of alligators. <laughs> That's not a joke. No, and it's it's not a joke at all. They have like a known alligator that just chills on the bank. Okay. There. Yeah. Like, like one property over from them. And they'd be like, Oh, Riley was goofing around. She like fell in the water for a sec, and like I'm like, oh no, oh no, like that's what? not okay at all. Have yeah. you ever seen Only in Date? <laughs> like, no, oh, oh, it's a must follow. Okay, it's gonna show you the true. Oh, you send me, you sent me that Probably. thing. Of, yeah, people like shooting at cops like right outside their window. <laughs> it was, oh it's no, just, no, no, they yeah, they were it, trying to get into an apartment complex. Or somebody was being held hostage. Oh, they were okay. not shooting. Somebody was shooting at the police, but they were. <laughs> I sent you that too. Did you see that thing recently? Not. Point of this was. Florida is insane. Yeah. <laughs> any fucking As if people didn't fresh know. body of water ever. Yeah. My dog luckily didn't die. Okay. I had to educate my girlfriend's parents on please don't don't right. let them don't no, let the dogs near golf the, course the water, water where there's a known no alligator bueno. yeah they're hungry always um but yeah did you see the the recent thing the only in date thing where there was like a person who had an airbnb and oh somebody was, was being like held breaking hostage. through the yeah, yeah yeah because yeah. somebody <laughs> held them hostage they were kidnapped there was like multiple people kidnapped and no, in there. And nobody would, none of the people were were cooperating. There, were, there was like a video. They went, it was a person's house. Yeah. And the the apartment next door was yeah. an Airbnb. And people poked through the drywall in the bathroom and were like, help, open the door, let us out. <laughs> and they filmed this entire thing. The cops came, they pulled everybody out. There's like 10 people in the place that were all presumably kidnapped what? or sex trafficked or were illegal immigrants that were, you know, yeah. being kidnapped as well or like or whatever that. Yeah. Whatever category that fall, I think they said falls that they were in. just like kidnapped, being held hostage. But so, either way, to that effect, the yeah. cops came and. uh assess the situation <laughs> nobody would cooperate so they had to let everybody continue operating how they were what yeah it was it welcome was, to florida if brother. you haven't seen it 
go to only indeed and yeah, watch it, it i think you incredible. sent me that but it, it was is, just like dark and i didn't know what was yeah, going on and yeah I, the, the context was it, really weird it is so clearly not good <laughs> like whether it's human trafficking or oh sex God. trafficking or whatever it is it is so unbelievably clear that it's not good it's like how you know how did how did nobody get arrested how yeah. did you know thought this was America. <laughs> I thought this was America. <laughs> I think this is a yeah. plenty plenty of a place to this is probably the longest podcast we've recorded. Dude, in, we uh, and we went in on like one topic. Yeah. We had like the, ten. we didn't we literally covered one thing <laughs> out of the entire list we had for today. Oh sweet. Well I didn't I don't there know enough go. about UFC for you guys so i was looking at those getting a little nervous no. tomorrow tomorrow's <laughs> a somewhat interesting card because henry Cajudo's back and he hasn't fought in like three years but okay. uh it'll be fun cool so anyways uh we're gonna wrap up nate where can people find you and uh tell us d nate hill on instagram all right dms are open thanks for being <laughs> on dude <laughs> the ladies <laughs> all right thanks guys oh.